Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another campaign of A Tale of Dice. My god, it's been a long time. Months, actually, since we last streamed, but we are back with uh, newfound energy in this new year. And oh my god, I am so happy to look at my uh, beautiful stream and see all these beautiful people rushing in. I, uh, just from the top here, I see renewed subscribers, I see new people, I see someone who has long watched all of our videos, but now is a first time stream watcher. Everybody, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Ah, this is exciting. Happy to be here with all of you. Um, so, to jump into uh, this mess, uh, for the people that do not know uh, who we are exactly and what we are doing, let me just recap that a little bit. We are a Tale of Dice, a, a couple of fancy nerds who uh, have been playing tabletop RPGs and uh, other nerdy stuff for a long, long time and eventually decided to share this stupidity with the internet, which is what we are doing right now. We are now starting our second Pathfinder 2nd Edition campaign, which is for those that do not really know tabletop RPGs. Uh, you might have heard of Dungeons & Dragons, sort of like that. Um, but we kind of like to do things a little bit um, rules light and focus more on the story. So what you'll mostly see is us um, talking about an adventure. I, as the Game Master or Dungeon Daddy, uh, will be the one that is describing the scenes where our heroes, my five beautiful players over there, will be taking place. They will tell me what they want to do with the scene, and afterwards I will tell them if they succeed or fail. However, what is a game without a little bit of randomness? So, the most important thing that they will be using is this 20-sided die, and any time that I'm not sure if they will succeed, they will have to roll it, Depending on what their character is and what the situation is, they might add some numbers. But the point is always the same. If they roll high enough, they succeed. And if they don't, we have fun. So, um, those are the quick rules for our new viewers. For the ones that might actually know what Pathfinder is, um, let me also just tell you a couple of things. We aren't playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition by the book. We have a couple of house rules. For those who do not know Pathfinder, just ignore all that I'm saying, but for those that uh, like to get deep into the rules of the game, um, there are basically two things that we're doing differently. First, because we uh, like to have normal conversations and do a little bit of acting, um, the book has this whole set of rules about how to, well, act in social situations. So, for example, if you want to convince something, you roll a die, and if you roll high enough, then you have convinced someone. We don't really like that. We like to have normal conversations, so we are skipping those rules and just try to convince somebody the old-fashioned way, by talking. And second, because we are starting at the wee-wee level of one, we gave every one of these players a little bit of a bonus. So there is one feature, one added bonus that they uh, added to their character to give them a little bit more oomph. So you might not be able to craft these characters just out of the gate at level one. And, okay, everybody that wasn't uh, listening, open your ears once again, because this last house rule is a very important one. Um, we're not playing just by ourselves. Uh, believe it or not, there's actually a reason why we are streaming this. And that is because we really like to interact with you, our chat. So we have a couple of, um, let's say, uh, added effects. You see, um, very soon into this story, our party will stumble upon a certain magical artifact, a, a green icosahedron, pretty much just a d20. 
which is a device that will break the fourth wall and will let all of you enter into the madness. Um, there are a couple of things that you can do. For all of these, you need llama points, so you just have to watch. No, no payments required or anything. Just uh, save up your points and use them to add all kinds of things into the adventure as we go. Um, during like normal hours, those added bonuses will be uh, limited to basic illusions, so you can actually give visual and audio cues to our party. For example, if they might be uh, stealthing to, through a city and trying to avoid notice, you might want to add a sound that uh, puts the guards on another trail completely. Or if you want to fuck with the players, you can add a sound that alarms the guards to their position and fucks everything up. Other than that, you can also uh, make visual uh, illusions. And, well, we are having an adventure, of course, so eventually there will also be combat. These are heroes. They are supposed to slay villains and best monsters and all the like. So when combat arrives, and it will arrive, you can also add all different kinds of bonuses and penalties to both the party and to the enemies. So who do you want to win? And last but not least, um, we like chaos. So there is also a wild magic surge. The artifact can be charged by your points and eventually if it is charged completely by your combined effort as viewers, well, something random will happen. We will roll on the large table and we will see what kind of dumb fuckery will change the adventure for better or for worse. So, if that all still sounds something like you want to watch, uh, stick around. And uh, afterwards, uh, who knows, maybe you would like to make a post and on socials and, and tag us. Because we both love to see you enjoy it. And also we would love for you to share this with your friends, family, people you meet on street corners and the like. Even if you're by yourself, just take a selfie and tag a Tale of Dice on social media and it'll love. make us so happy. It Hell would yeah. make us very happy, yeah. That's true. <laughs> So, I think that is all that I have to say before we jump into the second campaign. Any added things from my players over here? Did I forget anything? No, we good? No, I think you we did a, a banger job, yeah. Now then, as this is a second campaign, I will continue a tradition that I've been using for pretty much every session of a tabletop RPG that I have played so far, which is I will ask you one simple question. Shall we play a game? Let's go! Alright, do we have the intro, uh, Charlie? And we're back. <laughs> and got, got a hand, it like, kinda loses a little bit of the pizzazz when, um... It's not really in sync, but um, you know what? We will just add it to our technical difficulties. Uh, because I did forget one thing, and that is that we have one small technical difficulty with our uh, chat commands. Normally you can use the chat commands to uh, get up to speed to what is happening uh, during the stream, but they don't seem to be working right now. Although for this first episode, that might be uh, the best case scenario, because right now we will introduce you to anything. So. To jump into our game. If we can show the battle map, please, Charlie. Yeah, there it is. Our story begins on the continent of Novocress, 
Here, the Eurasian Empire has united all of the different lands for a couple of hundred years. And as we look at the eastern shore, we find one of these prosperous provinces, Silvershore. A province in the heart of the empire with lush nature and a vast amount of trading routes, both inland and on the eastern shore of the continent. On this eastern shore of the continent, this large stretch of coastline is guarded by their main military force, known as the Silver Sentinels. And these Silver Sentinels have a base of operations. In the very capital of this province sits the city of Farwater, one of the largest cities of the entire empire, second only to the capital itself. And as we zoom into this place and zoom into their stronghold of this military might, known as the Silver Citadel, we find our heroes in a little bit of a predicament as we start this campaign in a dungeon. All five of you, chained together for now, hoods over your faces, are led into what you can only imagine without sight, being a stone corridor. A couple of clinks of metal of the armor of the guards that have led you here is all the sounds that you can hear. Until you hear the creaking of metal doors as barred cells open up. One for each one of you. And as each one of you is pushed into each one of these cells, your hoods are removed and you can finally take a look around. Indeed, you can see that you are on a long stone corridor. The only light coming from windows high above. Remembering that you um, took a staircase down, you realize that you are in some sort of subterranean level of the Silver Citadel. Other than that, you don't really know where you are exactly, as you have been traveling here with hoods over your heads. But the one silver sentinel, the guard that has brought you here, does loosen your manacles and lets you semi-comfortably into your holding cells as he closes each and every one of them. He then gets out a piece of paper and begins to scan through it to realize what he actually has on his person. And so he begins. Um, Rowan Bilton? Yes. Right. He checks your name off. Crowan, as you have stepped into one of these holding cells, can you describe what our viewers see? You see a stern looking uh, redhead. He's, he has the look on his face as if he hasn't had fun for the last five years, but also the kind of demeanor that uh, lets you know that if you get on his wrong side, you won't also have fun for the next five years. So, uh, pretty grumpy looking, as you can see on the image, he has the breastplate, so he's, uh, he's armored, he's uh, pretty strong, and he takes no, he takes no, he doesn't like trouble, and he knows how to solve it when he comes, at, uh, comes across it. And he's All a human right. for, for people who are curious about that. Very well. As the guard scans to the next name on his list, he comes to Edge Il Ili Ilbelis. Ilbelis present. As he scratches another name off his list, 
What do they see? They see a white-skinned tiefling with white silver hair bunched up in a little top knot, uh, light gray horns that curl to the back of the head and back to the front. The horns are adorned with runes, jewelry, all kinds of funny stuff. Um, this tiefling has two different colored eyes. Their left eye is a uh, violet purple and their right eye is an icy blue. And they have uh, lightning tattoos going from their, uh, their elbow to their hand where it arcs off into uh, the, onto the pinky, the middle finger and the thumb on both. Nice. You can see the guard looking a little bit longer in your eyes, not really seeing a humanoid figure that you would expect, even in such a large town. Very well. Um, Jacobus Rolnik? Jacobus Rolnik. <laughs> I guess Jack is asleep right now. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, Jack's not here right now. <laughs> well, while Jack is asleep, uh, all of you can at least see that this beautiful character is a uh, stunning-looking half-orc, wearing some uh, nice clothes, wearing a bag pack. I don't, I don't know. Where the fuck is he? Oh, he's back. No stream done without technical difficulties. Do we have a Maxime? Well then speak! Maxime, the I guard has just please. asked if there is a Jacobus Rolnik among us. Oh, most, most is, yes. Can I help? Well. Right now he just is doing roll call, it seems. So he scratches your name well, off the it's list. It's roll Nick, not roll call. A uh, roll Nick. Yes. Makes a little note to make sure that he has your name right. Cool. But as he calls your name, me, myself, and all of the viewers are wondering who the fuck you are. So can you describe your character a little bit for us? Well, of course I can. My name is uh, Jack Rolnik, or Jacobus, actually, but only my parents and some me that. Uh, I'm a half-orc, as you can see by the greenish skin that I'm wearing on me. Um, I'm uh, about one meters and eighty centimeters, so like because well, I am a half orc. I I look a bit orcish in color and in teeth, but for the rest of me, I'm just a plain old farmhand, just a good old boy from uh, from the farms where I was raised by my father and my mother. Um, I am a mage or a wizard, as some call it, a conjurer of sorts. Uh, and that's why I'm actually here. I'm looking for more spells just to go out and into the open world and investigate and just be an adventurer. Just I want to see the world. And I have a familiar little rat called Jessie. She has a, a brown colored head and a white body. Uh, and she travels with me. She's my pet and uh, I love her. Yes. Oh. All right. And Olam, o Olam? O Olam, yes. Uh, it, it, I'm here. Very well. Just Olam? Uh, yes. 
no last do you, name. Do you need no no? Should should I have one? Do you want to give me a last name? Oh, Lamb will be fine. <laughs> okay. What do they see? Uh, they see a black panther with a beautiful uh, burgundy dress. I I've just learned this from Ave. Thank you, Ave. Uh, <laughs> I did it. Uh, <laughs> her fur is um, black, blue, shiny, starry looking. Um, she carries a morning star, but I don't think she has that on her right now because she's kind of in jail. Um, she wears a necklace. I hope she still wears that. And she has four colored eyes, uh, red, orange, blue and green. Uh, and they're like kind of shining like a flashlight. Uh, and her feet are wrapped. Uh, so she's not wearing any shoes. Like normal eye color, edge eye color, or llama eye color. I like to win. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and we will see about that later. Sure. And last but not least, Tarush Don Silvas. Yes, I'm here. You're muted, Charlie. Oh. Oh. Yes. And... And you here. guys have to understand, he has been bitching to us that we should have good mute discipline. Well, I have to double mute here. I have to double mute. I have to mute myself for the stream and for you guys, so... Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bust it, though, on hypocrisy. <laughs> However, as this guard, uh, seemingly uh, recognizing your name a little bit, looks at you with one eyebrow pulled up, what do they see? So, um, they see, uh, um, a human with, uh, somewhat of an olive brown skin, uh, tone, uh, dark brown hair, wavy flowing back, uh, almost to his neck. Um, but what stands out mostly is the fancy breastplate he's wearing, um, with the, well, also brightly colored blue and red coat he's wearing over it. Um, his gloves, as well as uh, boots, um, well, his gloves are armored as well. His boots have some minor plating in them. And aside from that, he carries an air of confidence. Uh, aside from that, his eye color is, you know, just regular old brown. <laughs> no, no, also good eyes, pretty eyes, but you know, no weird eyes. Very well, then. Um, let's see here. It seems that all of you have been apprehended for minor inconveniences. Suspicion, suspicion, minor theft. To be honest, I'm not sure why they all brought you in here, but um, we will get you sorted out right away. You should be back on the streets in a couple of hours. Just sit tight for now and let the Silver Sentinels do their job, okay? Wait, can I, can I ask a question? Uh, uh, go right yeah, ahead. I, I, I think I need something explained, because um, you said minor thefts. Yes. Okay. Um, what what does that mean exactly? Because I think that's that one was about me. Right? You know what? <laughs> I think the legislator would be a way better person to explain that to you. I have other duties to attend to, okay. and we will get this sorted out right quick. 
Thank um, you. Don't worry, all of your belongings have been taken, but they have been only kept for safekeeping. They will be returned to you after all of this has been dealt with. For now, just sit tight and um, we will get you back on the street in no time. Let me just see what is going on. And he begins to walk away. So right now, for a moment, you are left to your own devices. All of your cells are um, singular cells, although you do share doors with each other. So we have on one side Edge and Crowen in two cells next to each other. On the opposite side of the long corridor, we have three other cells with Olam, Tarush, and Jack. As this one person leaves, you can see that the large corridor eventually uh, turns into a staircase that goes up on one side and another staircase that goes down on the other side. And on the way where the staircase goes up, there's also a small table set out with a couple of chairs and you can still see a plate of half-eaten food where presumably a couple of Silver Sentinel guards would be uh, situated to keep an eye out on things. But for now, everything seems quiet. What would you guys like to do? Um hold down my clothing a little bit and a capuchin, white-faced capuchin monkey will climb out of my chest and the chest will also pretty much disappear. And I just start talking to it a little bit. <laughs> You're a good boy, amiguito. Looking through your horns and hair to see if there's any food that he can find. He can have whatever he can find. He goes searching. Let's see. Let's see. First roll of the day. So right now, for people that don't know, I'm not sure if the monkey will find something. So I'm going to roll a die. I'm going to see how good it goes. Okay. So with added bonuses, I would say that uh, your small little monkey friend eventually does find like a stray uh, fly that has been flown in there in these musty old dungeons. And he holds it up as a small prize and begins to munch on it very happily. Bueno, bueno. Hey, uh, feel like sharing over there? Okay. Sharing. I don't, I don't know, know what you find, but you're welcome to come and look. Yeah, you want to fly? Oh. Oh, that's what it's... Oh, never mind. I... I hope no one here is allergic to fur. <laughs> There's a... Small uh... little monkey looks at you, Tarush, turns its back towards you and continues munching his fly, looking at you suspiciously. You're, you ain't getting the fly. What is that? This is Nox. He's my little amiguito. Very well. Is he familiar as well? He is my companion, yes. Okay. Oh. No, I wrote a whole thesis about familiars. Okay. Yeah, I, I walk walk door. up to the door a bit more and try to like push my ear up towards it. I can't hear you from all the way over there. You know that I wrote a thesis about it once. About <laughs> familiar. You wrote theses about familiars? Yes. No yes. A, a single a single thesis. Ah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's uh. a long time ago. But that's uh, it, it's for my my school training. Where did you go to train to learn? Well, to the school in my town. That's a, it's quite a small school. It was Miss Hatter's. 
magical school. Yeah, uh, uh, it wasn't only magical. She 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 also uh, was a veterinarian, and uh, what did she do again? Oh, she's a cook as well. Yeah, a hedge mage. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. Sounds like a very learned lady. Yeah, she's uh, quite smart. Yeah, she's high standing in our community. Um, uh, sounds like a woman I would like. Oh, she was lovely. She was she was furrow though, and, and sometimes a bit uh, harsh, but fair, but fair. Yes. Olam. Uh, yes. You. It means you took something that does not does not belong to you. That is theft. But so if if I'm hungry, you know, then I need food. Yes. So if if uh, someone's standing there and he's not eating food that's in front of him, I can't pick it up and eat it myself. No. I, no, I can't. Not the city, no. Really not? Because how do I get my food? Where are you from, Olam? That's that's a difficult question. I can't really. That's um. So. You have arrived in one of the grandest cities of the empire, the Eurasian Empire, and you know nothing of civilization. Uh, I know I am in Farwater now. Yes. That's the start. This, Is so that the only thing? Uh, well, I, I I I believe there was a forest near here uh, somewhere. That's true. Uh, the food there is free. Okay, so I can I can, if I see an apple, I can pick apple and eat that. As long as it's not an orchard, yes. Yes. Okay. If it's but if in it's... the city and it's in a basket and there's somebody standing behind the basket, then no. Okay, so the difference is the basket. Are you familiar with the concept of ownership, Olam? Mm. Something that belongs to you? Well, I know this is uh, this is my my dress, so Ooh. no one's going to pick that because that's mine. So, imagine if I were to take your dress, you would become angry. Yes. Oh, yes, because uh, I'm kind of naked under there, so that's not nice for you to take that. Very well. Imagine naked. It, that that's your only issue with this. Yeah, and <laughs> I probably I, get cold. I don't like to get cold. I don't. I don't get cold often because I the fur. You know the, what you were talking about. Uh, people not uh, uh, having trouble with with fur. I have it, so I don't have that trouble. And uh, crystal. Uh, our lovely uh, watchers have decided to feed you, yet it I... comes with a cost because you also get uh, anti-luck uh, anti on your next No, hole. no, 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 but Joyce didn't say if she wants to give the anti-luck to me, so oh. it's for, for everyone, I'm, but I'm uh, going to eat. Speaking of eating, I have lo lovely snacks <laughs> also. Anybody yeah. feels like, I you know... I want to show my golden balls as well. 
Yeah, we uh, we did forget one uh, small little thing, and that is that the llama points can also be used to break the fourth wall again back to our reality and feed our lovely viewers over here. So every each and every one of us has uh, some snacks. We are not allowed to eat unless you guys feed us. So. True. And Ace, you get some food too. Yeah, I know. I get two of them. <laughs> and we all get a hero point. Oh yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks for whoever bought that. I uh, subside. Thanks. Thanks, bro. Oh. So, Olam, if I may ask, uh, what brings okay. you to Farwater? Well, I was traveling, and I am uh, trying to find ways to uh, support my my good friend and, um, and goddess Saloon. Uh, and uh, th that's why I'm here. But I was hungry, so I, I went into the city to find some food. But apparently I can't take it from people. Alright, where do you come from? Well, that that's the, the, that's the difficult question. I kind of oh, yeah. uh, come from Saloon. Uh, but she didn't really fill me in with uh, where I come from before I met her. So You are... You're an interesting person, Olam. Thank you. I, I find you interesting as well. Good, as you should. Now, um, I suggest we get out of here. Um, anyone know of any good legal representatives within the city limits? I'm sorry, what? Uh, this question was not for you, Olam. Okay. I, th I think I don't. I have to say I'm very, fairly new here. Yeah. I, I tend to take the... Walter, you get some food, and Charlie, you get some food. Nice. To recognize I tend to take you, the illegal way out. So, I don't think I... Also, I'm fairly new in, in, in this city. The guard so... said we would be out in a couple of hours. I think it's wise to... Get, keep him up to his word. He seems honest enough. Tough time, but I, I have to agree with you. It's a uh, time that we have to waste, I'm afraid. Yeah. That way we can just get out and there will be nothing wrong and we could just go on a merry way. To pass this time, might I suggest a little game? You spark my interest. I have a riddle. Well, riddle me. I cannot peek nor see, but when it rains, I come alive. You might see me near a book, and, my, and if my life goes awry, you might see me at the end of a hook. What am I? Oh, 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 oh! It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, that long thingy, and I think it lives in the ground, um... It comes up and you can fish with it. Yes. Worm. Yes. Worm. worm. Yes, a worm. 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 Maybe, maybe do not try to 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 learn the the word the thingies from me. My my common is not as good as it could be. Is that is the right crowing? It is a worm. Oh, Olam. Yes. You might not have that much knowledge about society, but you are a, a smart. Uh, uh, what should I say? Uh, pardon Person. me, but should I, 
cat I, I, or a person or yeah you can do both it's fine i i love nat nature you are a smart <laughs> fella well all of you might be apprehended but i won't go as far as to call you worms just yet as another guard steps off of the stairs coming towards all of you with a set of manacles sorry to keep you here for um well the few minutes that you have been but it seems that you all are ready to get processed so if you would just step over to the door please yes thank you the manacles are put on and yes another hood put on oh, and then humiliating does he have a set of tiny manacles for Nox? Who <laughs> <laughs> um, is now just balancing on my horns? <laughs> for the sake of this, I would say... Um, what is your uh, perception bonus? Plus two. Plus two, okay. So what I'm going to do now is... Ooh! Okay, so I rolled a 19 plus two. is a 21 for Nox's perception. So while all of you were conversing with each other, it seemed that Nox already saw that the guard was approaching. And just before I... he stepped off of the uh, staircase, Nox knows what to do. He has been in this sorts of situations before, and he quickly <laughs> forms your bosom once again. Yes. And by the way, we had an anti love. Does that mean that we have to await the next roll to use it? Because oh no, no, it didn't specify who. who no, no, won. this is this one is mine. I, I can use it whenever I want. Oh damn! If I want, if I want to fuck any of you for a uh, a certain um, a very important role, then oh. I will ask you to roll twice and take the lower result. I <laughs> I, I love your uh, choice of words there, though. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, as all of you are shackled up once again and uh, shackled together, still, like right now, this is becoming overkill. Like. It's, it's understandable that, okay, if you run into some sort of guard that has a bad day, you might get apprehended for the minor details that brought you here. But to be shackled once again, and hoods over your why, head... Why can't, why, why can't we just see that we're being brought to another space? Look, I mean, especially for such a minor detail. Look, the normal holding cells are full. You guys are in the heart of the Silver Citadel. This is where we keep the more important targets. And we don't want information about how these catacombs work to rise up into the local populace. So for now, we'll just have to bear with me and just walk along. Come on. I understand. Yeah. And the chain is tugged and you guys are led further down off a staircase. Stepping into another room, you guys begin to realize that this is some older part of the Silver Citadel. Musky, somewhat mildew-like stench enters your nostrils. Nothing too bad, but it could use a little bit more cleaning than, um, well, the custodians are currently putting their effort into it. You also begin to smell a scent of freshly walled up earth. And as you are let through one room into another, and eventually into a third, You are pushed a couple of steps forward, and then, well, let's get you processed, shall we? <laughs> All of you are pushed violently down onto the ground. You pile up on top of each other, and the another cell door slams shut quickly. And as the person takes a couple of steps back, 
all of you now are able to wrestle your hands towards your faces, pulling off the hoods. And you realize that you are maybe not in a position where you will be let free so soon. All of you are in a large holding cell. Three simple, musty-looking bedrolls are strewn about the ground. A singular bucket, already filled for a part with feces, stands in the corner. Outside of your cell, you see large webbings contain one entire corner of this room. On another side, you see a couple of old weapon racks of guards, misused, not maintained correctly, left in disarray. And you can also see a workbench with strewn about it some hastily written notes. All of you that are trained in either arcane or occult, go ahead and roll me a check, please. What if both? Um, take the higher result. So whatever bonus you get to one is highest, use that one. I have a 12. 12? Uh, 17. 17? All right. Crowen, you have hunted the misusers of magic for a long time. And you have seen the scribblings of a madman before. Although your intellect does also allow you to realize that the strewn about papers that he is lying on his desk over here do also contain some sort of arcane formulas, some sort of magic that he has been trying to well, write down, develop, who knows. Tarush, with a higher result on your check, you also seem to realize what kind of elements are within these magical glyphs. He's trying to do something with earth-based and sound-based magics. He still stands there, the person. His um, hairline receding a little bit, he grins and he is missing a couple of teeth. And he is now just opening the door for all of you as he just smiles, this wicked smile. For now you will stay here. I will prepare your, well, release. The door is slammed shut and from the other side you can see that the lock is grown into almost with some sort of ice or crystal completely uh, one second. Um, I, I'm also trained in Arcana. I wrote oh. that give us more or... Sorry, what was your result? An 18. Uh, 18, nah, same result. You realize okay. the same things as Tarush. Okay, cool. So this was the guardsman who threw us in this here. It seemed that one of the uh, the guardsmen, one of the Silver Sentinels, he was still wearing their signature attire of like polished metal to to look like silver. But it seems that he has other plans with all of you. To give you uh, a little bit of a uh, a better idea of where we are, let's turn our attention to the uh, battle map once more. Although we won't be having a battle just yet. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know about you guys, but, uh, he, he froze the lock shut, you said? Yep. And he right thinks now. that he can get away with that with Among Us? 
So I cast uh, my I cast the cantrip produce flames on the lock. Well, right now, all of you still are missing all of your belongings. So you um, are without weapons, without spellbook, without icons that are used for spellcasting. But from what I understand, Jack does not need that. Right? I I, I do not know. Um I would I would say uh I would need a spellbook for spells, but do I also need them for cantrips? Um, well, that also depends on the cantrip, because there are certain cantrips that uh, require material components. And if you need material components, then you also need, or said material components, or some way to, um, well, use like an icon or a spellcasting focus, like a staff or whatever, to cast your spells. Uh, yeah, in that case, um, I do have that, because uh, they kind of mistook the kind of spellcaster I am uh, I do not have a magical item that I use uh, because I wrote a, f a thesis on my familiar and familiar I can use my familiar as my magical item alright yeah. so in a similar fashion as um, Edge and Nox you also acquire a small little rat that is squeaking on your shoulder now, hidden away from sight to make sure that you still had some options at your disposal. So, so Jesse, how about we do this? Squeaky! I, uh, I hand and I uh, a circular motion and I, I give it a bit of a push and uh, a small flame should a small ball of flame appears in the palm of my hand. Right, um, well. And I just kind of like... <laughs> it, it looks like a gentle push, but once I push it, it actually goes quite quick. Alright, yeah. so like... um, to give you a, a little bit of more information, we have the cell door, and that is just closed with a normal lock. But then we have the door outside of the room that you guys are in, and that one seemed to be like frozen shut or some sort of crystalline protrusion just filled up the entire lock and grew around it, it seems. So there's still uh, there's still one door beneath, between us and that yes. door. Yes. Oh. Can you guys, if I if I do this, do you guys see that ping on your battle map? Yeah. Like, ping! Yeah. So, so this door is just a normal metal cell door with bars all around it. And this door that is going to lead outside of the room, that one has been closed with some sort of crystalline protrusion, if you will. Okay. And right now, you guys still have your manacles on. Your hoods are, I guess, quickly thrown off by yourselves. Um. So Olam has claws. Did I do anything about that, or? They didn't cut your fingernails, so it seems that your claws are still intact. But it's not like she's wearing gloves or something. No, no you were just manacled. There's only so much that these guards can do to really disarm you. Like they're not they're not gonna like cut off your hands or they don't have any special equipment for cat folk like yourself to, uh, <laughs> to really make sure that everything is done well. And again, you guys were apprehended for petty thief uh, on uh, suspicion of something, but no proof was given yet. So all of you got apprehended for 
no real reason that there would be any reason for you to escape. And up until now, there really wasn't any. Yeah. How sturdy does the uh, door uh, on the cell look? Look. As Crowan pushes himself up, you begin to think back on your uh, experience as a guard. You have seen many, many cell doors before. Um, for the sake of this, go ahead and make me... Uh, are you trained in society? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Let me see. Yeah. If so, yeah, then go ahead and make me a society check as you think back on all the different cells door that you've seen and try to realize how sturdy these things are. 21. 21. All right. You've seen many cell doors in disrepair, and this one most definitely seems in disrepair. God, you have actually experienced, like, very bulky criminals actually beat these sorts of doors open after, well, a little bit of effort. Okay, so I ask uh, my fellow uh, members of the party to stand back, and I give it a very precise, clean, but rough kick. Alright, go ahead and make me an athletics check, yeah. as you try to push all your human might against this door. Uh, 24. 24, nice! Crowan, still with your arms bound, the manacles around yourself, you step up, seemingly the first one to take action. You take a couple of steps back, push yourself against the wall, pushing yourself forward, and... <clears throat> the rusted metal gives way a little bit. A hard sound, bent, not broken, but most definitely done a lot of damage already. This seems to be working. If we want to escape, everyone, how about we work together on getting these manacles off first? Hmm? That Instead sounds of, like a good plan. Yes, we can remain uh, flailing about like fish, but I have a preference to untie our hands first. Uh, anyone good with locks? Smashing? Well, not, but splashing maybe uh i i remember something in my spellbook about like a acid splash well, i think it was a cantrip um you're not throwing acid on my hands man oh you just have to uh, i i can try to make it as possible i does, that, does anybody have a toothpick door. uh something there must I be am. something here nails i can maybe uh, so and Tarush walks over to the workbench, where there's a whole lot of stuff apparently lying about, and he's gonna start, like, digging around, looking for anything that might resemble what Tarush's idea of a lockpick is. Your cell door is still closed right now, so this door is still closed. It is bent open after one check, but all of you are still basically, boop, right there in the cell. How, how close are my, oh, my manacles? Bad. Is it like this, or is it... The manacles do have like a couple of links of chain, so there would be approximately five centimeters between your hands. Like there's a little bit of movement, like okay. three links of chain, and then the manacle themselves. That would How about still we... work. Edge, Edge is going to um, take a deep breath. <gasps> we lost our daddy. We're, we're, we're without a DM. Oh, I think no. it would be smart to what? first get out of the cell, and then maybe we can find like something like keys or yes, something no, that can I break the thinking, chain. I'm, I'm pretty good with my hands, and I wink at Olam, <laughs> and I um, 
I, I make my, my stance and I take a deep breath and I precisely punch where the lock seems most vulnerable at this right. moment. So, Crowan has already weakened the lock a little bit, clearly showing where the rusted through metal is bending slowly. Edge walks up and whack! Go ahead and make an attack roll. Yeah, yeah, on our strike. Ooh, for a dirty 20. Ooh, it'll be enough. Go ahead and roll damage for me on that one. Ah, one D six. Ah, that is uh, two whole damage. Two whole damage. Whack! Ooh, you crack your knuckles to put them back into place a little bit. Some damage is done to both sides. The it's lock still holds them. With the, with the... And I, I walk over to Olam and I try to use her nail to... Wiki, 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 open my manacle. I, I will uh, put that my nail out of my hand, yes. Well, uh, I think it's my turn. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, and uh, Jack also tries to slam into the door to open it. It's just a, a plain old body <laughs> body jump. Like, I just jump against the door and then hope it will... Yeah. Very well. So, first what kind off, of rule? Getswolf, thank you so much for the follow. Yeah, Ave, thank you for the subscription, but you're right here with us in the stream, so... I mean, <laughs> we, lo we love you either way. That's, that's how it goes. Yay. Right, so... Um, Jack, as you walk up, um, do you, are you trained in unarmed combat in any way? Let me have a quick, let me have a quick look. Uh, there it is. Uh, yeah, I actually am trained in unarmed combat. Yeah. All right. So in that case, go ahead and, uh, roll me a d20. And because you are trained in un unarmed combat, that will be plus your strength modifier plus three. Cool. Numbers. So that would be... You'll beat down 15. this door with the power of math. Fifteen? Fifteen, yeah. Fifteen. You realize why Edge was shaking their hand afterwards. The lock still holds. However, after three hard punches against the lock, you can see that from the corner over there, where a lot of webbing is collecting, the sounds might have attracted another visitor. As you can see that from a hole in the wall, a large spider just begins to crawl out, looking at all of you. This beast is the size of a dog. But for now, it's just sitting there in his web, eight S eyes blinking at you. Small or large dog? I mean, it's, it, it's a large dog. It counts as a medium creature, and that is all your sizes. Ew. If yeah. we ignore it, it has no reason to attack unless it is incredibly hungry, in which case we will start punching. But for now, let's focus on this. And I continue to try to jimmy my manacles with right. Olam's nail without hurting her. Meanwhile, Crowen is like, as if at first you don't succeed, kick and kick again. <laughs> Very well. So, for this edge, go ahead and make me a thievery check because you were do, trying to unlock your manacles. Do I aid and, because it's my nil? Uh, oh yeah, you can uh, can most definitely aid in this process. So, you were also going to make a check. But they would probably your... take a minus two for not having the proper tools for it. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure if I Olam... I am the tool. 
I'm not sure if Olam is trained in thievery. Well, I would talk no. to her and say, like, do you feel that where it resists a little <laughs> bit? Do you think you can retract yeah, like, your nail just a smidge? So, so you were doing something. Olam is trying to aid you. You were trying to aid her with your aid. No. Um, yes. <laughs> go ahead and just make me a thievery check. And thievery check is nine if, yeah. total. Nine total. So good. And I do survival yeah. instead. Ah, uh, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's. I mean, it helps survive. It's like I'm looking for mushrooms to help you unlock this manacle. (laughs) I found the tracks. (laughs) I rolled a twenty-one. A twenty-one, nice. Nice. All right, so you do get a plus one, so that makes it a total ten. However, with your nail, (sighs) click, 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 click. The nail doesn't break. But your luck doesn't open either. However, Crowen, as this is going on, you try to kick open the door once more. 16. 16. This time, however, you run against the metal bars once again, and this time your foot doesn't really catch the mark. So Tarush is just leaning back against uh, the wall. Just silently, but with a slight look of impatience on his face, just waiting. Enjoying the show. Well, not enjoying, no. He feels... <laughs> he He's not feeling entirely uh, confident about the giant spider outside our cell, but... Inside. Outside. inside our... Well, I mean... Inside the cell. Well, not not inside the cell. It's like, it is outside ah. your cell, but it's inside the room. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Like, you can see... You can see that the... Whatchamacallit? Uh, cell bars, yeah, it's it's a little bit hard to see because the, the walls are somewhat the same color. Like, the cell wall ends here. Ooh, like here's you're the corner. being fed, people! The yeah. Everybody, the gets, right over there. everybody gets to feed so we can be a nice Ooh, night little the spider. Thank you, Nideko. The feeding is appreciated. Indeed, Savage Combat Smurfs, it does look like a giant tick. But what is a spider, if not a tick with longer, multipolar legs? Ew. There you go. I have a second anti-lock, Walter. Uh, nice. Excellent. Hey, Enjoy. uh, you, you interesting man. You, uh, with that, with that long hair, yeah. You standing there doing nothing? Yes. You, you wanted to get out of these, right? M- maybe you want to help? I don't really see how I could help with this without being more of a burden. You you can't do anything. I am very much out of my depth here. Without any of my tools, without any of my... Uh... Maybe, like, can, can you kick stuff? Because he's he's kicking stuff. And I'm you can, you can give it a, a shove. I, you can just throw your body into it. I, I say to my chest, Nox, go see if you can find me a lockpick, please. Because I imagine the monkey will fit through the bars. Oh no, no, don't let the monkey easily. go in there. There's I a hear giant spider. Easily. The Nox does take a look to his left for a moment at the large spider sitting in the corner. And he just slowly takes a couple of steps outside of the cell bars. 
Right now, Nox would be like standing over there, standing over there. Spider seems to be staying put. And Nox quickly walks over to one of these weapon racks and eventually looks at a large spear, pulls it to the side, the spear falls on the ground, the wood already splintering for a large part as uh, most of it is rotten away, and Nox quickly grabs the head of the spear, the metal piece that is still semi-intact, although rusted already, puts it on his shoulder and quickly gets back into the cell and and then just turns up. You're amazing, little buddy. Thank you so much. And I see if I can, like, make a, a tear a little lockpick off of the rotten wood. As you as you try to as you try to grab the thing that he brought you, he does pull it back a little bit and outstretches his hand. I don't have anything on me right now. We're in a prison. As soon as we're out, you will get your treats. He throws the thing in your face and just takes a couple of steps. We uh, need to talk about your manners, young man. He looks back at you, like with a, a mix of annoyance, but also a, a slight amount of guilt. But he's he's still too stubborn to <laughs> let it be known, so he still stands there. With his Fine, hands. I love him so much. <laughs> this was perfect. What I just tried to have... make a lockpick out of, out of the run. Yeah, alright, so, um... Let's As see Jack here. sees this all happening, he just thinks to himself, like, Oh yeah, I, I could have asked for help. <laughs> oh yeah, totally forgot. You know what, Olam? Go ahead and make a survival check for me. Really? Yeah, go ahead and make a survival check. <laughs> the look on her face. That's not that good. No, it's it's a a ten. Ten. All right. Yes. You you try to help with with fashioning some lockpicks. You understand that Edge is trying to create these small thin things to to prude into the what did they call it a lock whatever so you also begin to strip off small pieces of wood and you hand them to edge and each and every one of them just snaps on impact oh another piece of wood snap another piece snap and eventually you realize this this isn't working as well however you do still have like a a large piece of metal as well like it is the head of a spear so you could also try to use that if you want to nice so for the sake of this, go ahead and make another thievery check for me, Edge, as you try to uh, release yourself from these manacles. That's a that's a that's an eight total this time. It's eight not total. it's not working for me. You guys, kink, broken off as well. Jack, uh, you were thinking about throwing fire, throwing acid. What do you want yeah. to do? Um, just a quick question, not to get technical, but how much mm -hmm. of my cantrips would I remember? Because spells, uh, I need my spells. Like you, you, you prepare, you, uh, you whatever you prepared at the beginning of the day. You don't. Well, cantrips. I can just... Cantrips. Oh, right. You still I've choose like... a certain amount of cantrips at the start of the day that you active that you activate. Um, oh, cantrips. Cantrips are, uh, cantrips are usually. Uh, maybe it's changed in Pathfinder 2, but you choose them at the start of your character, and then you have those, period. Yeah, I've, I've chosen 10. All the cantrips that you know should be available to you right now, I think. I think. In that case, yeah. I want to try use Acid Splash, just to see if I can, like, burn 
uh, at least make it uh, porous so we can smash ourselves into it again. Yeah. All right, so um, go ahead and make a spell attack roll for me, please. That will be an 18. Very nice. All right, roll damage for your acid splash. Oh, let me have a quick look. I prepared it already. That will be a d6. All right. Two. Uh, that would be uh, three points of damage. All right. And uh, one of that being splash, uh, uh, splash acid damage. Yeah. All right. So, as your rat is in your hand, you can see your familiar glow up a little bit with magical energy as you use it as a spellcasting focus. And with that, in your other hand appears this globule of acid, as if your hand itself would be fluid repellent. It just sits there in your hand, not doing anything, until you throw it, guiding it by your magical energy, exactly against the lock. The acid sips through the already corroded, bent, damaged pieces of metal, and as it drips away and dissipates into nothingness, you walk up towards the door and... The cell door opens. As we've got a raiding party. Woo! Oh, snap! <laughs> also, uh, I'm looking at the spells. Uh, basically, all cantrips only have a verbal and somatic component, so you you could do them even without the rat. Oh, so damn, you nice. can do them whenever. Yeah. Hell yeah. Most first level spells to uh, Maxime, so check out the ones you've prepared. Yeah. yeah With that being I, said, yeah. hello, raiders. Thank you so much for joining this madness. We have just started a new campaign, so I can uh, bring you up to speed very, very quickly by what's going on. Um, five of our newly selected heroes, not knowing each other, have all been apprehended on very, very minor technical details. And they were all expecting to be released very, very soon. However, it seems that one of these guards is some sort of madman, because he has dragged all of these people back lower into the dungeon of the guards and throw them into a cell that is old and musty and now clearly not being released our heroes begin to figure out that it might be better to get out themselves they have just been able to open up the lock to their cell door and now they are let into this open space where um, well guard equipment is slowly but surely decaying away Oh, and they also attract the attention of a spider that is in the lower left corner. For now, the large dog-sized spider is just taking a look, not really doing anything, but who knows what will happen. So, Well, back on the farm, uh, I usually worked with, if, it, if you don't bother you, so I, th I think we just have some distance from the spider and then hopefully it will just stick to his ground and we'll stick to ours. Which yeah. is literally what I said five minutes ago, but thank you for you are, uh, you are very that. smart in that. Yeah. Yes, the, the orc seems uh, to have a habit of repeating statements. It Why? seems that I have a habit of uh, repeating myself. Yes. Uh, especially when the DM falls away. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Difficulties are a part of the Uh, Chrome is going... Oh, no! 
<laughs> so, uh, so party. Uh, Come on, we can better. we can do this democratically. Uh, we get out of this cell, I presume. Yes, uh, we get out. We don't fight with the uh, with the spider. No. No, no. It has been decided. Maybe they no, are. We, we get out. Like... We find our shit. Yeah. We uh, find whoever arrested us. Punch them a little bit. Try yeah. to ask them what the fuck it is we're doing down here. And yes. we go on our merry way. No. Yeah. Um, and we, oh, we, uh, and we happen yet. to find a thousand gold pieces in the corner, which yeah. Tarush all starts greedily grabbing up. You all get That's five that. coins. And the spider uh, gives us like magic stuff right now, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. We all get That's magic buff. Suddenly I know how to pick a lock without my hands. I just cast lock picking. Oh, oh no, he's be... having so much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that would be should amazing. We, well, in we that case, yeah, that, I think uh, this might be a good point for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I kind of yeah. yeah, sure. do need to pee, and I could really use uh, uh, something that we're not going to promote on this channel. Uh, so uh, so we we're... broke out of our, our cell. We are now... Uh, there's the spider, and there's a next door with an icy lock. Um I think that's where we'll uh, we'll pick it up after this uh, short break. Yes. Um, so yeah. uh, let's yeah. uh, aim for 15 minutes and let's keep the chat updated on if Wouter is able to return. <laughs> yeah. Sounds Otherwise, good. we'll just we'll just do this with uh, the five of us. We'll we'll figure it out. There he is. Hey, there he is, Wouter. Oh. You missed it. We're oh. level 11 now. Oh fuck! <laughs> Let me just get the stats ready. In that case, I will also uh, put up uh, level 11 enemies against you. Nice. That's, that's and that's, that's only fair. Uh, we were actually about to go on break while you were while you were uh, struggling with this. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, oh my god, this never happens. No, but my uh, my Discord just uh, decided to crash multiple times, so I've closed off anything that doesn't matter. So I hope that'll work. I had the same um, thing earlier. Discord is a bit of a diva. If it's not the main app you're using, yeah. it will cause trouble. Are we going yeah. to keep playing now, or are we going to take a break and let Ava Well, I already promised my bladder a pee now, so it's not going to let me go. <laughs> Very well. Then this would be a perfect moment to indeed have a break. So, <laughs> And uh, have a little something to eat while you're doing it, Walter, because you get fed again. Yay. Oh, snap. Thank you so much, so much. So... For everybody watching, uh, for all of the Raiders, sorry that we are going on break just now, but I mean, you guys know the deal. Most times that you got to raid us, we went on break right after. So, see all of you back in 15 minutes. 15 we will minutes. be uh, fresh and fruity to continue this adventure and see if and our uh, heroes can actually escape this uh, this dungeon of a mad jailer. So, dungeon Daddy, I'm offended. Yeah. We're always fruity. Let's hope that the spider uh, is nice. All right, see y'all soon, and uh, yeah, 15 minutes. Stick around. Hey, 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 hey. Da, 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 da. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for waiting for us. So, to jump back into the game, our heroes have stumbled upon some minor inconveniences in the large coastal city of Farwater, and for that they have been apprehended by the local guardsmen known as the Silver Sentinels. 
Awaiting their swift release after these minor incidents, they instead were thrown into a dark and musty dungeon cell by seemingly some sort of mad individual. Deciding to take justice into their own hands, they have broken open their cell and are now spewn out into the very room that this cell stands in. Different weapon racks are strewn about the different walls, a large workbench with different tools and a neat little skull is sprayed out before them, as well as a large bookcase to the left and a chest to the right. However, next to all of this, they are not really alone. Because in the lower left corner, a large spider, the size of an adult dog, is sitting there in his web, just curiously looking about for now. However, as this is going on, all of your attention is immediately grabbed to one peculiar little thing that is laying there right into the cupboard. A fist-sized green gem cut in a way that 20 different sizes interlink with each other, Hold, held together sorry, by a mixture of different vines as to easily affix it to whatever bag, belt, or whatever you want to call it you might have. And from this artifact, you can hear that a total of 40, 41, 41 different whispers quickly rise up as a small bolt of green energy from the icosahedron swiftly turns towards the spider. And the spider, I believe, got a small little buff to his next attack, as he got a fierce attack. Yep. As it seems that the fourth wall breaking item has brought itself towards you. Edge dives for the, the gem. So, I guess we can turn on the Walt Magic Surge now, if you uh, want, Vincent. It. Oh, perfect. Indeed. Nice. So with that, Edge, you run towards this beautiful-looking gem, and as you pick it up from the cupboard, you can see that within it swirls a mixture of different clouds. You can hear faint whispers, although they do seem friendly to your ears. And as you gaze into it, you can almost see small little faces appear and disappear once again. You have heard of powerful artifacts before, but strangely enough, you don't seem all that scared of this thing, and you really have the idea that you really should keep this in your possession. It's in my... In my chest. <laughs> with with oh, all the right. stuff that comes from this, it, it's an artifact that has like many whispers and it shoots kind of magic towards the spider. Jack just thinks like, yeah, yeah, Edge can keep it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Kroen says to Edge, uh, don't drop, don't drop it. He's gonna, Kroen uh, is gonna check out the chest and uh, yeah, try to do it silently so that it doesn't disturb the spider, I guess. Yeah, right. I, I propose that we just scavenge a bit uh, yeah. and keep an eye on the spider. Just don't get too close. No, like no. Don't make eye contact. Which uh, With which eyes? Because he has All many. All eight of them. All eight of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just so, like he isn't there. So, Crone, you are going to check out the chest. As you yeah. do so, uh, roll me a perception check real quick. 
What are the other ones of you doing? So are our hands still bound? Your hands are still bound. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's really going to be the first thing. Uh, so I'm going to walk up to the workbench and I'm going to find like a hammer that seems sturdy enough to not break. Is there something like that? A hammer or a, a, a hydro spanner, you know, depending on what setting we're in. You uh, walk towards the workbench and next to the uh, apparent uh, guard outfits that are pushed together, although the tunics are a little bit rusted themselves, you see a seemingly functional crossbow, perhaps uh, in use by the very guard that uh, brought you here, as well as another nice spear that is still being kept in, in proper order. You also see strewn about different papers, and indeed within it you also see a couple of small shards of some sort of crystal and a hammer and chisel as if they have been worked before which you could mm. probably use but before we get to that it seems that from uh, Edge's chest cavity the green hue of the uh, world-bending artifact is uh, already filled up which I love very much so that means that we are going to have our very first wild magic search um, Let's see here. Uh, Charlie, you are capable of rolling the die in the chat, is that correct? I think I am. Well, in, in on the screen, yeah. Yes. So... All right, so, uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a d20, and we will uh, look at the wild magic uh, surge to see what the fuck is going on. I just so did. Nervous. It's a four. It's a four, all right. So, <laughs> well, that's going to be nice. Um, as the artifact begins to glow in a deep green hue the heat edge also begins to increase as you quickly ow 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 get it out of your chest and just like begin to hot potato it as from it the green hue turns into deep deep red as a fireball is jettoned towards the door and i would like uh let's see all of you Go ahead and make a reflex save for me. Now, you guys are at level 1, so the DC won't be that high. So let's see what happens. 19. 19, that is a success. 8. 8, that is a failure. 21. 21, that is a success. I join Edge with a 21. Success. Um, I have a 4, but it's a natural 1. Ouch! Alright, so, let's see here, that will be, uh, for the ones that failed, that will be 10 points of fire damage. For the ones that succeeded, however, that will be reduced to 5. <laughs> for the one with a critical failure, there will be 20 points of fire damage. Just an explosion, That that's yeah. it. Just an explosion. Well, kaboom. Um, down. this was a fun game. <laughs> no. Alright, so. As... Tarush is down. A, okay, so. As a large explosion jettances outward, blows open the door, all of you are completely in panic. As all of you, like, cough away the soot of the fireball that just exploded in the room, you can see Tarush lying on his side, just... giving a grunt, but he is not okay. Did it at least kill the spider? 
Uh, no, the spider was a-okay, it seemed. So wait, can I describe this for a second? Oh yeah, so sure. So is just standing there, he's like, trying to find a good angle with his manacles so that someone else can try and chisel at the chain. And he's just about to go, okay, so someone... <laughs> and suddenly he just explodes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> he's just knocked be... down onto the table and just You would be right sizzling. over there. Ugh. Edge would be at the door. And let's see, yeah, the rest of you will... Uh... Anyway, Crone was at the chest taking a look. All right. Um, first off, as the explosion jettons everything in this room about, I would like all of you to also make a perception check for me, please. Net 20. Net 20. Uh, me too, by the way, 25. Damn. Oh, uh, 25 for me as well. Damn, ah. all right. Olam? Nine. Nine. All right, so uh, with two natural 20s, both of your ears perk up immediately as from the lower piece of the cupboard that is now also blown to bits, you can hear the wrinkling of some sort of glasswork as two vials, oh no, sorry, three vials are jettoned outward from the cupboard. You guys weren't ready at the moment to uh, loot this place, but um, perhaps it, uh, it might be time to do so. Because you uh, do see, um, as you quickly walk up to those uh, places where the glass is wrinkling towards, that on uh, simple labels, two of these potions are actually labeled with a Silver Sentinel Military Grade Healing Potion. <laughs> I think we should pour this real quick into Taruj. Like, throw it, just pump it in him. Yes, yeah, so um, you... I didn't think you guys would need this loot now already. I thought, like, maybe you can use it somewhere else, but I guess this might be as good a place as ever. Yeah, I'm just looking at the rules. Um, if if the effect that knocked you out was a critical success or critical failure on my part, I gained the dying two condition instead. So I'm, I'm, I'm almost there, guys. Almost. <laughs> All right. So um, for the sake of this, um, with, with two natural 20s, you can immediately realize this. Um... Yeah, all of you get your turn before because Tarush was knocked out by the fireball. So all of you have your complete round of actions. You can do uh, anything you want. So with that, uh, both of you would have three actions to get that potion or one or either both of them and just push them into Tarush's mouth to get him back up to speed if you want to. First of all, uh, before we do this, the door, it's probably blown oh. to bits. Yeah, the door is properly blown to bits, and it is completely ruined. So let me just reveal the other area for you. There we go. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Um, can I... Uh, I, wa uh, I want to pour one of these healing potions into Tarouche. All right, so... I figured, yeah. As you guys quickly unraveled this uh, almost deathly situation, let's turn the music down a little bit again. As Jack, you quickly run towards one of the potions. As you run towards Tarush, you quickly uncork it and throw the contents into Tarush's mouth. So for this, go ahead and let me see here real quick. How much healing Tarush gets back? 
healing, 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 healing potion. Where's healing potion? Healing bomb? No, healing potion. There we go. <laughs> yeah, you can you can blow someone up. You can also blow someone together. It seems. Uh, that is one d eight. A quick look. That would be this one. That's actually an eight. Nice. Yeah. It seems all of you aren't completely unlucky. Right, so, let me just get this door out of the way then. <coughs> oh, what? Oh, God. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> Why? What was... Oh. Spontaneous just... combustion. Mm. Is, it, is, it, is it cooled down again? Is it still oh, hot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put all... it, I put it back. <laughs> Are you sure about that? And I'm gonna keep looking for lockpicks or keys, something. I mean, under yeah. the right circumstances, we're gonna start a legend about a tiefling who shot magic from their boobs <laughs> at this point, which I'm surprisingly I'm fine with. Not for it. Somebody draw this, please. I see this as a complete <laughs> win. So, um, for the sake of this, uh, as you guys uh, also picked up the other two wrinkling vials of glass, as I said, the other one also has uh, a healing potion in it. And on the other one, let me just look this up real quick. There we go. It has a uh, somewhat viscous, uh, slightly gray, translucent, glittering oil-like substance in it. And it has, <clears throat> written upon it, uh, potency oil. Hmm. Do any of you know what a potency oil means? Sounds magical. Oh. Yeah. I, uh, um, I might. Either one might roll a, uh, either arcane... Uh, sorry, Arcana, Nature, Occultism, or Religion check to figure out what potency oils are. I get a... Jack is looking at Rouge. 17. Right. I take 17. 10 on Occultism. Oh, nice. Okay. It seems that, uh, Crowen, in your days as a guardsman, you have seen these potions uh, uh, before, as well as Tarush, you have learned of these as well. Oils of potency are things that are used to coat weaponry to enhance their effectiveness. Um, so these guards might uh, have to use it once uh, bigger foes arise or um, when force is needed to be applied to certain um, individuals. So if you use this oil on one of your weapons, it'll get a magical bonus of plus one. So it'll be easier to hit and do more damage as well. Yeah, you like that, Edge? Huh? You like my words? Yeah? <laughs> Trying very hard not to to fall into the. <laughs> if you coat the shaft of your weapon with this oil, <laughs> it'll know, increase the effectiveness. <laughs> it's it's like yeah. such a low bar, yeah. though. <laughs> okay, but w w we knew what would happen. <laughs> yeah, a very potent potion. Then, yeah, I'm going to go back to the chest before I was rudely interrupted by an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Tarush, 
Tarush mansplains to the party what a potency potion is. Or oil. While Crone, who already knows this, looks at the chest. So go ahead and make a perception check for me, Crone. Have I found any lockpicks uh, yet? Uh, ten. Ten. You take a look, and the chest seems to be okay. No lock present. And at the same time, Edge, go ahead and make a perception check to see if you can find some sort of apparatus seize. Okay, this dice is going into dice jail. Mm. That's a nine total. Nine total. You don't find anything else, but you do also uh, catch the gaze of Tarush, who was looking at the hammer and chisel laying out on the workbench. Give me a, a good... hand then, or a hammer. And I put down the chain straight over the corner of the table as I kind of gesture yeah, towards I, I, the hammer. I can't use both of them at the same time. There's only like two inches between Just my Just strike real wrist. hard with the hammer. No need for the chisel, right? All right, I'll take the hammer and I'll whack <laughs> as hard as I can. For the sake of this, because you guys are cooperating, I will say, um... I want three total athletics checks to just get a general overview of how this process will go. So three different people make me an athletics check. Do, do I have my armor on still? You still have your armor on. Okay. Yeah, I didn't strip you naked. No, exactly. Then I still suck at athletics. Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen? Uh, Olen, uh, I, you were, I perceive you. Uh, <laughs> do I proceed? Are you a bit uh, athletic? Do you know? I, uh, I can try. Uh, I I am a bit strained in it, yes. All right, so Olam, also make an athletics check. And let's say Crowen, you you were already uh, very athletically busy with all of this. 18. 18, all right. 15, 18, that's two successes. 13. 13 and one failure. Okay, ah. so for the sake of expediency... Um, you guys quickly, with this explosion probably riling some commotion, as the rumbling should have made some people aware of you, you quickly get all of your chains on the workbench, and one by one, with a little bit of effort, your manacles are indeed loosened, and eventually all of you are free. In the same time, Crowen, you open the chest, and you indeed find all of your belongings uh, put together over there in... Uh, Probably not to be actually returned to you, but nonetheless, they are returned to all of you. I, all your uh, weaponry, all your equipment is now your own. I quickly equip myself. And with that being said, you take a look at what is lying in store for you in this second room. As you don't know how, but seemingly out of nowhere, large crystal formations have formed in the cell room next to you. You know that this is the room that you came through, you know that you have walked this place, but seemingly in a matter of moments, there are large crystals protruding from the ground. In the middle, you can see that a large cluster of crystals is being um, surrounded by six smaller clusters. And these crystals seem to be volatile. As you take a couple of steps forward, you can see a arc of electricity coming from the large crystal to one of the smaller ones. Another one on the other side. 
Another one. Doesn't seem to be, um, well, a nice place to just walk through. Interesting. So, Tarush, um, after everyone's gotten their stuff, he also, like, has a small backpack, or small pouch more, that he kind of puts over one shoulder, and he picks up his staff, which is this nice um, stainless steel and bronze staff that turns into these two little dragons, each holding a little crystal at the end. And he looks at it with this moment of fondness, you know, his best friend right there. And he then follows the rest. Um, was that, was that here before? No, I would have heard it. I think we would have felt it too. What if, what if we put a bag on our head? Maybe that was uh, the problem. Do we see a door nearby? You do indeed see a door on the other side of this room. Um, and if your memory serves you correctly, there is but one other room over there, and then a staircase further upward. Unless someone is familiar with this particular kind of magic, I suggest we stay away from this contraption and try to walk by it and get to the door as quickly as possible. Well, I want to give it... May I have a minute for this? It's whoever locked us up here, that silver sentinel, he made the crystal grow around the door as well as he closed it. These crystals do indeed seem the same coloration as the shards of crystal that you found on the workbench, as well as that are now strewn about as the door exploded by your fireball. And there was actually a puzzle there, but the puzzle just got evaporated by the wild magic surge. Nice. So the spider is still in the corner? The spider right now is still in the corner, although it has moved up a little bit as is curiously watching what you guys are doing. I first use detect magic as small wisps of energy from my staff travel to my eyes and give me a new sense. And I start looking around. I'm, first, I want to look if the spider happens to be magic. As you lay out this pulse of magical energy, this pulse as a radar, you do find a couple of bleeps of magic. You still find two bleeps of magic on... Um, your party members in the form of the two vials of the potions that you found. You find a magical pulse emanating from the uh, rat on the shoulder of Jack. And I believe those might be all of the magic quote-unquote items that you guys are carrying. Oh, sorry, the, uh, of course, the artifacts, the... Uh, yeah, I the put the artifacts in my backpack and I put the monkey in my boobs. So you see a small pulse coming from uh, Edge's backpack as well. However, as the pulse also follows over the spider, the spider doesn't seem to be magical, just Good. a big old beast. Although, as the pulse also continues the other way, it does seem indeed that the crystals that you find over there are all slightly magical at least. And we hear a, sl a slow but definite humming. 
as you hear from the other side. I'm feeling you still here or somewhere. So um, I want to make an occultism check to see, or Akena, to see if I recognize these crystals or their purpose. Well, um, if we can do a, a little bit of magi uh, metagaming. Uh, Damn, I'm scared now. Uh, also asks, uh, no one found the scribbles about the magic? There were still uh, writings of magic on the uh, workbench that you guys just left over there as well. Oh, right. That, wasn't that like blown away by the balls? I would say that some of the papers indeed did uh, go up in flames, but there still might be some uh, some information for you guys there as well. Can I make an... Uh, can I go over there Kana check to uh, check it out? Right. So, um, which ones of you are trained in arcane or, or, or sorry, arcana or occultism? Those are uh, Jack, Crowen, and um, Tarush, I believe. Okay. For the sake of this, all of three of you go ahead and make me uh, either one of those checks. Thank you. Louder. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Nice. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. Twelve. Hmm. Okay. So, Tarush, Jack, as you guys are walking towards all of these uh, small little papers that are strewn about, mostly they are just ramblings of a madman. Mostly they are uh, scribbles of uh, some illegible, uh, illegible, sorry, writings. You do see that there are some basic arcane runes that you guys also know from your studies. So again, you realize now that you're looking close on them, you see elemental signs for sound or sonic, and you see elemental sounds for earth or perhaps crystals. But nothing really more than that. Although you, Crowen, you do stumble upon uh, something just tucked away underneath the desk as you take a look over there and there you find a small little notebook that he seemingly kept some time ago as you open the notebook you rummage through and you find that the pages are filled with different scribbles most of them not really all that important to uh, to what you guys are doing right here but there are a couple of entrances that might be beneficial to read out loud to you and your companions. So you do so. While the writing is still normal, the book begins with... That damned ringing in my ears just won't go away. The medic couldn't find anything wrong with me, but by Pellor's light I know what I'm hearing. Every clink of metal gives me a headache now. At least down here it's quiet. Glad Captain Quintessent let me work down here. You rummage a little bit further, and the writing gets more hectic, more chaotic. Down here I can hear the ringing much clearer. It's not really ringing, it's whispers? Is someone trying to talk to me? Blast it, not, not understanding it is even worse than just noise. What the fuck is going on? Rummage through even more. The whispers. I could understand them today. Not in words, but... In mind? They spoke of magic, and by the gods, I think I'm a magician now. Just earlier today, I cleaned all of the equipment in a jiffy by casting a spell. 
It's called Presentation. How how do I know that name though? Damaging through a little bit further. I need to hear them better, clearer if I want to learn more. The whispers taught me to create these crystal formations that seem to resonate with the whispers. It takes a lot of energy though. And at this moment you start to see all of these arcane symbols beginning to make more sense. You see that he is trying to summon these crystals, to maintain them, to help them grow. And another entry does make that clear indeed. I get why these crystals take so much energy now. They sap away my very life force. Or someone's life force? I mean, who's really gonna miss a couple of randos in all of Farwater anyway? Eventually you find a completed sigil. A completed arcane circle, if you will. That you could actually learn from if you wanted to summon these crystals yourself. Success! With just a couple of sacrifices, I can make the crystals grow to enormous sizes. I have to be careful though, they don't just resonate with the whispers. If the crystals are small, high pitches might make them burst and ruin my progress. And eventually the notebook ends with one last addition. The crystals are mine to command. With but a flick of my wrist I summon and dismiss them. And through them I can finally hear them sing. Oh, it's beautiful. And they beckon me to them. Just a few more verses before I understand their song. Just a few more sacrifices. Let's see who's new in town today. And Crone closes the book. So, first of all... Is that uh, loud? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I think it would be smart to take this sigil, at least. Uh... I don't have my spellbook with me at the moment, but uh, yeah, you have you have it now. I'll, I'll have it back. Oh, can yeah. I just <laughs> just rip the sigil out and just put it in yeah. my book? It's like yeah. a little you scrapbook. Can, you can rip out the page from this book, which has the quote-unquote completed arcane formula, and uh, wizards can indeed, if they find a new spell, try to eventually copy it to their spellbook so they can use it themselves. And also, we have suddenly a ghost image appear. Ooh. That's literally a ghost. All right. As a small little phantom appears in the door opening, beckoning the party to come closer and closer, as the ghost then blows over the crystals, beckoning you ever closer, ever closer, and then as it arrives at the door at the other side, it dissipates. Hey. It seems the crystals attract spirits, voices, perhaps yeah, some, some other planar presence. Does someone, is someone here able to produce a high-pitched sound? I was just about to ask you that. You said that high-pitched sounds can break the smaller crystals? That is my point exactly. I take knocks out. And I go, are you excited, buddy? Do you want some food? Do you? Do you? Do you want to play with the crystals? But not too close, just play near the crystals, okay? And I'm trying to get him all excited so he does that, that monkey screech thing. There. Go ahead and make me a nature check as you try to uh, oh. handle your animal. 
the the guy is just on the other side of the door humming and doing whatever and we're just like screaming here <laughs> i mean that makes sense though i guess uh nature is a minus one for a total of five five as nox is your familiar you do get him excited as he begins to <laughs> louder and louder and as he does so, you do indeed, from the other side, see the one crystal closest to you, like the one to the lower left on the battle map, begin to shudder in place a little bit, as small bolts of electricity arc from it to the larger one, and now also to sides on the ground. It seems to be working, but it's not, not quite there yet. I, I give him a little bit of food. The, because I have my stuff now, mm -hmm. and I join him in the excitement of making mucky noises. Um, <laughs> and I go as high and as pitchy as I probably can. I... Stop, stop. It's not working. Stop, please. It is working, are you blind? May I? I have an option that will give all of us much less of a headache. You're giving me a headache. And I give Nox some extra food and I pet him and I say, you're a good boy. Nox is completely happy. He didn't really understand why we were uh, screaming, but like, dude. Two I don't know food? what's happening, but I am excited. Two food. Oh my God. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So, um, Tarush, uh, um, well, before you do so, we, I just saw that we had a Inspire. So with that, a small whiff of energy from the artifact enters Edge's body. So with that, Edge, just go ahead and just make me a straight-up constitution check. Just roll a d20 and your constitution oh, modifier no. and a plus 5 from the Inspire. Uh, constitution modifier is not a lot. Uh, so that's a 5 plus 1 plus 5 from the Inspire? It's a 10. 5 no? plus 1... 11. 11. Max. It seems that still with your high-pitched screech together with the one of Nox, the crystal does indeed shudder, but uh, the amount of energy just isn't enough to really get it to burst. Although, the Inspire did annoy Tarush even more, then you would have done I without it. So, <laughs> so I call it a win. I call yes, it a win. It's a win, definitely. Thank right. you, Olaf. Oh Thank God, you. is this is this already going to be our our party attitude towards me? I like. Yes. God. Yes, you're the annoying one. You're the one who's going to get shit on. I'm sorry. That's I'm the annoying one here. That. I'm yes. the annoying one here. Yes. Okay, yes. that's fair. That's fair. Tarush, uh, <laughs> you had another idea. Yes. Tell us the thing. Um. So. Um. I have the spell prepared because I, well, I don't really have any combat things, but I do have an alarm spell prepared. Mm. Um, and I can choose for the alarm sp spell to produce a loud bell sound upon trigger. Mm. Um, I like it. So I, so Tarush stands there and he kind of knocks his staff into the ground and energy gathers up as he whispers a few words and I get 
as close as I comfortably can to the crystals. Yeah, what is the uh, what is the range on the alarm spell? Um, oh, that is also a good question. It is a touch range, but it is a 20 okay. feet burst. But yeah, so I, I right. want to get as close as I can and just like put it on the ground. How yeah, close well, do you want to get? This, I'm going to take cover. Um, um, I want to cast shield on Tarush. All right, so as Tarush walks Perfect. forward, now that you have your magical apparatuses at your disposal as well, Olam, you at least stretch out your hand and a little bit of the sparkling fur that you have, those sparkles now also pass over to Tarush as a shield of shimmering energy emanates from his body to give him a little bit more protection. Mm. You, you are not a wizard, are you? No, but go get him, Panther. Well, we can talk about that. <clears throat> Very well. So Tarush nervously walks forward, right. and he gets like just a few feet away. Well, I, yeah. So, so how how far out do these electrical arcs uh, spread? Um, make a perception check for me, please. That's fair. That would be, oh, a 19. 19, all right. So, um, while Edge and Nox didn't really get one of the crystals to explode, it did rile it up a little bit. Because up until now, you only saw the arcing electricity between the large cluster in the middle and the smaller ones on the side. But when it was riled up, it seemed to lash out to all different sides. And you saw that all of the arcs would get out approximately 10 feet. Okay. So you figure with that information that you could probably make it up to here, but if you would get any closer, things would get nasty. Up to where? Sorry? Uh, I just uh, moved your character over uh, there. Oh, really? Only there? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, 10 feet from the crystals. And you can see like the, the squares are uh, 5 feet squares. All right, so... Up until there, you're safe. So I guess I'll use the square uh, adjacent to me, as close mm -hmm. to the crystals as possible, to create a 20 feet burst there. I so, don't activate the alarm spell yet. So do you mean here? Uh, or... Yeah, so I, well, I, I, I basically, I just stand there and I okay. put it in this square. Oh, right. Yeah, you, you cast it in front of you, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, right. And I put, well, any physical movement other than my own as a trigger. And right. I carefully walk back, grab a little pebble, and I stand inside the other room because I'm not sure what's going to happen. And I throw the pebble All right, and trigger so the alarm. With that, as you step closer and you outstretch your staff to cast the spell, a small jolt of electricity does enter your staff as you are really under cresp of it. And it, uh, it does annoy you a little bit, but you know that you have cast the alarm spell as close as you can without actually... Uh, inflicting damage upon yourself. And with that, you take a couple of steps back, the pebble is thrown, and as it lands next to your alarm spell, from that same space that you cast the spell, bing! The loudest, highest pitched bell that you can think of begins to emanate from that place. And as the 20 feet emanation um, envelops a pretty substantial part, you can see that one, two, oop, three, four 
of these crystal spires one by one begin to vibrate and explode in crystal shards, releasing a small cloud of electrical currents all around. But as you guys are nowhere to be seen, all of you seem to be safe. And now, those electrical arcs are only emanating from the small crystals towards the larger one. And as you can now see that the large crystal itself on the side that you guys are looking at doesn't have any electrical arcs coming from it. You begin to realize that the smaller ones might be feeding the larger cluster in the middle. And you feel pretty safe taking a step forward. That was really smart, Arush. We really could use that. Okay, so we have two more crystals. Um, how are we gonna we should get rid of the uh, should we get rid of those or can we just try to get around it well based on these scribblings that Crowan found my suspicion is that either way these are not the type of crystal we would like to have lying around that's very much true I say we destroy them either way Maybe take what we can, samples? How about we just throw some of the, the broken stuff right here? Like the, the uh, weapons and such. If you throw that out there, it will probably make like a clinging noise and such. That, that might work. Or there's also this shield. There's, there's a shield I see. Maybe you can just bang on it and make high-pitched noises. Speaking of shields... that happens... We got a new wild surge! <laughs> Another one already! Oh. Yeah. Speaking of that, I cast shield on Tarouche. <laughs> that might not be uh, such a bad idea. Oh god, not again! Why? Why? So... Tarouche, you can see the energy emanating from the backpack and a shiver runs down your spine as some sort of bad omen enters your mind and from the artifact it seems that all of the voices inside it are riled up very much now that new owners of this artifact have presented themselves and another pulse emanates go ahead and roll a d20 to see what it is all right let me just check that i'm doing this properly oh whoa uh, and then I do this, and what do that we would be a 12. A 12. All right. So, with that being said, the pulse of energy emanates across all of you. And you're in luck that this place is big enough to carry all of your grand statures as each and every one of you begins to grow in size <laughs> as an enlarged spell is cast upon you and that one spider doesn't seem all that bad anymore <laughs> so, does nox grow too i mean yeah nox would uh, now turn into a medium-sized creature from a small-sized creature as my, my red's actually tiny, I believe, so he will go oh. to small then. To a small size? Alright, mm -hmm. so all of you whoop, now almost bump your head on the ceiling. 
you guys are gigantic. Although, um, to be clear, these icons on the floor, those are not your actual size. Those are like 10 by 10 feet square, so 3 by 3 meters. So even if you are enlarged, like you might be like 3 to 4 meters tall, but you're not like 3 meters wide. Those are the spaces that you need to like move freely about, but you could still easily squeeze through the door opening, for example. Or... Um, Nidego has a point. Do we still fit through the door? Yes, that's what okay. I'm saying. Like, uh, your statures are, like, these squares are three by three meters. So that means, like, uh, even if you are yeah. enlarged, like, you will be three to four meters tall. So you still need that whole square to, like, function normally, like, in combat, for example. But you're not three meters wide. So you can easily, like, squeeze through the door and such. Like, people uh, are not blocks. People are taller than they are wide or long. So Cohen quite liked the idea of banging on a shield and just now is taking the shield that he found <laughs> in his the maze, approaching bravely the, the crystals very bravely and just just banging on the shield. All right, so Crowen, you step into the room, yeah, in your gigantic form. Wait, wait, wait! Can I cast shield on him before he goes? I, I'm not. You I, did. Okay. I'm not in a hurry. Poof. Crowen steps a couple of steps forward. The shield in your hand now looking. More like a a guitar pick than an actual shield. You can easily slam it with some sort of weaponry that you have. Um, go ahead and make a performance check for me. See if you can get the pitch right. Uh, in the meantime, Tahusha's so just kind of like, oh, I oh my back, oh I am so not comfortable. Why? Why is this happening? What is going on? This is not normal. As your friend begins to smack a shield, that was a dirty 20? Yeah. Ooh, nice. It seems that in your large form, it is easy to get like the, the shield in two of your fingers and And eventually, after slamming it a couple of times, you do indeed see the crystals beginning to shudder violently. And then the last two crystals also slam into nothingness. And with that, a last cloud of electrical energy emanates from these two destroyed crystals, but then the entire room grows silent. Although you can hear from the other side of the door, in the distance, some people having some sort of conversation with each other. Let's have a discussion with, their, with the guards here. I do not like the way we have been treated. Yes. Wait, are we still manacled? No, no, no. You guys, uh, you guys got rid of the manacles uh, in the previous room where you had okay. like the hammer and chisel to get rid of them. All oh, right, right. Right, people. I think that we should head into the next room, but um, I think we should be prepared. There, there might be people. They, they probably won't be happy that we're out and that we're this big. I mean. I actually quite like it, but uh, that we should get ready for maybe hustle or tussle. Yeah. Yes. I'm ready. Uh, I'm yeah. always ready. I me and the boys, we we roughhoused a lot on the farm. <laughs> I love that roughhouse. <laughs> I'm gonna use my tremendous size to to basically break the door. All right. With so, 
Crowen, a man of action. Not only does he get rid of the crystals, but he also walks around this large cluster and gets towards the door. And the door isn't locked. Oh. So with ease, you push it open, although this door is also left into a little bit of disarray. No, no, no. Oh. He said he wanted to bash the door. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I'm going to open it. I'm going to make... Excuse me. What opening? Who am I to get in the way of my players? So... With that, as you kick open the door, I will say for the sake of this, that just succeeds, because you're gigantic, you are led into another room. A large set of staircases indeed go upward towards the next area. Let's get the rest of you, because I would say that all of you are gathered here with your companion, at least in the vicinity. Um, As... Actually, Tarush would like to stay behind for a moment and okay. try and examine the big crystal while they go on. Very well. So Tarush, you would be situated here, I think. Edge, already uh, put yourself in uh, your position. Jack, where would you like to be? Um, I think... Let me have a quick look at the map. I think I would be... Um, following last, uh, except for Tarush, of course. So I would be following the group, but... Uh, also, keeping an eye out on Tarouche. I mean, I don't want. To, I don't. I think it's safe where we are right now, but I don't want him to get hurt again and probably die. All right. So, with the last door splintered to shreds, you can hear running from the stairs, and then coming into view, the very jailer that brought you here. And as he steps from the stairs, you can see that he is not only wearing his uh, jailer's tunic not only getting ready a large club in one hand but is also wearing a staff that is gnarled wood that eventually turns into the same crystals that you have seen throughout these catacombs and it just says what the fuck are you guys doing here what kind of noise i had to tell the guards that i had everything under con you're out you're giant uh, no matter I will kill you right here! And with that, I would like all of you to roll uh, a perception check. Except for uh, you, Crowen, because you kicked the door in. Uh, I would like you to roll a athletics check. And that will be the uh, way to make sure what our turn order will be in this combat scenario. 15. 15, <gasps> Ooh. 15 as well. <laughs> Guys, there are more numbers. Yeah, Nothing like 11. Down. 11 for Jacques. Oh, no, wait. No, no, no. That's 11. All right. Um, edge. Four. Another dice is going to jail. Again, this is the die you guys gave me. It gives me nothing but shit. Oh, dear. You have to load it up with positive energy. I don't have any. Mm. Yeah, that's also our bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Our jailer is going first, it seems. But, you know what? Let me just do this as well. Mm, here we go. And that would be... Ooh. Alright, so... As all of you are 
Stepping here together. Combat starts with a peculiar little spider still crawling after all of you and who is now on the ceiling above the crystal and as he sees the jailer in the distance you can see that the spider from his vantage point looks at the jailer and just goes and small drops of venom begin to drip from the spider's fangs however right now it seems that the spider is just staying put not really happy to see the jailer but not taking any actions per se so with that the turn turns toward Jared, the Jailer. As he just stands there, gets out his staff, and says, The Whispers, you will not silence them. And he slams his staff into the ground as a crystal protrudes from the ground in the square just over there next to you, Crowan. Just grows out of the ground, bursting through the stonework. And next to that, Jared is, let's see here. Yep, he's going to do a, uh, a similar thing that has uh, been done to you as well, as he slams his staff on the floor once again. But this time, the crystalline structure on top of it gives out a little bit of a sparkle that emanates across his body, giving him a shimmering shield as well. All right. Then it is turn, however. As we go to Tarush. Okay, so um, Tarush kind of looks over and looks to the rest and then looks back at the crystal and he's going to spend three actions to examine the crystal. All right. First off, Medjo80, thank you so much for the follow. Thank you for being here. And... Tarush, go ahead and examine the crystal. Go ahead and make another uh, Arcana or Occultism check for me. Uh, let's go for uh, Arcana this time. Oh, nice. That's a natural 18 for a total of 25. Total of 25. All right. It seems that the large crystal structure that you are standing next to is completely dormant. But also taking a look at the crystal that has just emanated, thinking back on the notes that you wrote, uh, sorry, that you uh, read together with Crowen, you begin to put a couple of things together. You saw that as Jared summoned this crystal from the ground, it also vibrated a little bit. Together with the large crystal structure that you were next to, you begin to think if he summons another crystal, that other crystal that he already created might become a problem to people that are close by. All right. So while the crystal itself didn't do anything, you feel like that might be a ticking time bomb. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, Tarush screams that. Um, destroy those crystals! They're, this big one's reacting to it. And I guess that's my turn. Alright. Tarush giving some combat intel. We turn our attention to Crowen. Oh, wait a second. Uh, do I get more movement when I'm bigger? Uh, you do not get more movement. Wait a second. What is going on here? Excuse me for a second while my combat order is a little bit weird. So we have Tahush over there. Wait. Okay, so it seems that my initiative order is a little bit fucked up. Let me fix that for a second. 
There we go. Uh, Crowen and Olam, all of you had uh, 15 initiative, right? Yeah. Right, so... Okay. I think someone else as well. Here we go. Yeah, Tarush. Oh. Um, okay, so now that that has been fixed, um, Crowen, again, what would you like to do? Excuse me for the delay. I'm gonna ignore the crystal for now and try to get to Jared as fast as possible. I right. have 20 you... feet movement, so I'm not sure if yes. I can meet it with one action. Yeah, so um, uh, while your movement doesn't increase, your reach does increase because your arms are now also longer, so you can strike uh, the Jailer from a square away, so you can leave a square open between the two of you if you would like. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna move once and then uh, attack twice. Alright. With my set. Four, five. Getting right in range of your captor. Go ahead and make your attacks. What is a nat one? Oof. Yeah, that's gonna miss. You are still a little bit uncomfortable in your giant stature, so your sap just woof, whiffs and hits the ground next to him. Although it does shatter a couple of the stonework over there. Great. That was exactly what my plan was. Awesome. The next one is um, a nat 20. Oh, damn. So 27, and it's... Uh... That's oh, you roll the six with them, yeah. Alright, so you take, uh, you deal double damage. Okay, so twice the dice, so... Twice everything. Twice everything. So I rolled a six, so that's uh, 12 plus four, I think. Yeah, just so 20 damage. Total 20 damage. And as you are enlarged, you do pack quite a punch. So you take a plus two bonus to damage as well, which gets double to a plus four. So you deal a total of 24 points of damage. Jared is very glad that he kept that shield up. Although the shimmering energy, it bursts outward for a second as it tries to stop your sap. And it does like slow your blow a little bit, but still the sap connects completely with his head. And <laughs> You can see a couple of other teeth also sprue out of his mouth onto the ground as he blinks with two eyes, not simultaneously, as he just goes back up. What the fuck? As he takes 19 points of damage. Not too bad. Alright, so... I believe that those were your uh, two... Very good. Alright, so, at the end of... Crowen's turn, we turn to Olam. Okay, so I can't uh, place Olam. You can't place Olam? Nope. Uh, let me see here. You can't move her? Nope. Oh, no, that's right. Now you can, though. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, I want to uh, let her uh, over here. Alright, so you oh, no, squeeze yourself. Here. Okay, you squeeze <laughs> yourself on the other side next to the crystal. Standing there. You have used one action to move. You still have two actions left to do other stuff. What would it be? I'm a moonbeam moon the bitch. All right. So as you stretch out your arms, your sparkling black fur that now with the sparkles together with it almost looks like a starry sky, you open up a small crevice into the ceiling. As the fireball perhaps broke a little bit of the ceiling itself, who knows? But through this small crack you summon a beam of brilliant moonlight to shine down upon your enemy. Go ahead and make your attack roll. No, he has to make a save. Oh, he has to make a save. Excuse me. So, what kind of save is it? 
That's a good question. No, I do have to make a roll. Here we go. <laughs> go see if you hit. New character, yeah. Oh my god, that's the one. Oh. So, <laughs> it was so glorious that you found a nice little crack in the ceiling to summon your moonbeam. And it shines directly next to the jailer. I mean, it did burn like a small little piece on the ground, but no damage is done, however. I'm sorry. Great. No, that's okay. I'm fine. Oh, uh, and uh, Olam uh, seems to be floating a bit more than she did before. Ooh, what happens? Uh, well, you can see the stars that seem to be in her fur shine a little bit brighter, and with that she grows a little bit lighter. Mmm, nice. I'm sure it's true. So after using her magic, Olam becomes a little bit closer to the starry sky up above, both in appearance and in effects. Nice. All right, so, Olam, you stand there, your spell cast, missed, however. We turn our attention to Jack. Jack, still standing there, you see two of your friends rush out into the fray. What do you do? Well, I look at uh, my familiar uh, Jesse on my shoulder and I, uh, I look at the people standing there and I say, I think we can uh, use some help. And I start casting uh, for for what I did just now, quite a big spell. And you can, you can swear that Jesse is also moving her paws a little bit. As I cast uh, Summon Animal, and I cast Ooh. a giant next to uh, the Jailer. A giant uh, what? Sorry? Just a giant. A giant rat. Oh. A giant rat, nice. Yeah. So like, Je actually, now that we're it's Amazing. the same size as Jesse is because it. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. All right. So let me just get. Um, hmm. You know what? I don't have a uh, a rat token. However, I do have something way way better, and that is a Let's... llama token. Oh, no, that works. <laughs> there we go. So, a duplicate of Jesse apparates seemingly out of nowhere, with different wisps of energy <laughs> collecting and maybe forming the rat, maybe opening a portal to summon it, who knows, but there yeah. stands the rat. And um, it's uh, it's free actions. Uh, do I also get to command it at, the, uh, at this point? So, I believe yes. so. Yes, yeah. so upon summoning a minion, you immediately get to order it, which means that it gets to take two actions. Cool. Yeah. Right. So, uh, what would your giant red do? Well, in that, it's a red, so I'm got. I'm just gonna uh, try to attack two times. Okay. So let me. Uh, do you have the stats of the reds? Yeah, I have the stats of the reds. Oh, yeah. awesome! Glorious. Uh, so it's two jaw bites. Okay. Let's see if those hit. Ooh, the first one probably will. That's a twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah, it's gonna add hit. them up. Uh, I get this old vibes. Oh, the second one probably won't. Uh, it's a minus five on the, on the next uh, right. attack, right? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay, uh, it's, it's going to be an eight. Eight. The eight misses, I'm afraid. So as the rat is summoned, Jared still doesn't really know what's going on, and the rat lunges forward and bites into his forearm, but then Jared, like, 
pushes him off again. And as the red tries to bite again, he just pushes his crystal staff into the mouth of the red and pushes him down again. But not before he gets a nice bite on his arm. So roll head oh. damage for that. And even worse than he imagines. Uh, that's going to be seven points of damage. Uh, seven points of piercing damage. Mm -hmm. Plus that it in fill fever. Oh, damn. So he needs to make a save or he will yeah. be diseased. All right. So that is going to be a constitution save. Of... He is inspired, uh, though. Uh, sorry, fortitude save yeah. of 16. He is inspired. Uh, he, uh... Oh. So in what that case... Yeah, so in that case, uh, it will be a 21. A 21. Uh, he makes it. It's right, not so... a, a, It's not a critical success, but he makes it. Nice. Okay, so as the rat bites down into Jared's arm, it seems that the artifact that you guys are carrying with you doesn't really like a one-sided fight, as a whiff of green energy floats from it towards Jared and empowers his body as his arm pushes out the diseased saliva of this rat and makes sure that at least he will not die of any sort of fever. Alright. And I think that will be your turn, correct? Yeah, that's it. Nice. As Jack's turn ends, we turn our attention to Edge. What would you like to do with your life? Edge uh, walked through the door, turns to Olam and said, That was beautiful. You're beautiful. Don't let anybody ever tell you anything different. And then I walk past, I think it's Crowen. Yes. If I can. Wait, I have how many how many movement? I have thirty. So that would be one, two, three, four, five. Somewhere over here. Six. This this one's the six. Do I stand there or there? Um I will say, uh, right where you're standing now, you are halfway into closed cell doors. So right. for that, it would be too small a space for you to effectively combat. But I will allow you, if Crowen accepts it, to basically push Crowen away so that both of you can right. stand side by side. Yeah. yeah? Good. All right. So as Edge walks towards you, he, sorry, they use uh, their momentum to push you out of the way as your last sap strike hits him right on the head and Edge pushes you aside and now Edge you are standing at the ready to do whatever you would like uh, he is within 5 feet or 10 feet he is now within 10 feet but because you are feet. larger your reach oh, right, is now 10 feet same as uh, with our friend Crowen um, yeah, I'm gonna try to hit him in the face with my tail. Yeah, the, the magic surge taketh away, and the magic surge giveth. Ooh, that's not a lot. That's 11 to hit. 11, not enough, I'm afraid. As you also I'm don't big. really have... Exactly. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah you, you don't really get a hang of this new size of yourself. So the first strike, woof, whiffs over his head. We still have one action left, I believe. Um, in that case, yeah, I'll take a, I'll just take an unarmed strike whack at him. Woof. All right, go ahead. That's a little, that's a little better. 13. 
13, still not enough, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, the dice fucking hate me today. Yeah, Jared has already taken a beating and he is really defensive right now. His shield spell got obliterated by this giant standing in front of him. You can also see that he's looking back because seemingly he doesn't want the other guards to find out what is going down here, going on down here after a large fireball explosion and now five giants are on the loose. So he's, he's not really having a good day, so he's fighting really defensively and both of your strikes just whiff in the air. Deservedly so. I'm not just going to get sacrificed for some weird wizard, please. Understandable, understandable. So, as Edge's turn ends, we turn our attention to the spider who is still really confused by what is going on. He might have eight eyes, but he doesn't really understand what he's seeing. So while he's still angry at the jailer, he doesn't really take any other actions other than just skitter forward a little bit and, and see what the hell is going on. Although the spider will stay... Mm, let's see here. As he's crawling across the ceiling, he can get all the way over here and just hang... Uh, let's see here... To back, there we go. Over you, Olam. So the spider just skitters over your head as of the moment. Now then... As that has been passed, the Jared the Jailer is going to have another turn. <sighs> what is going on here? Damn you all. Damn you all to hell! <clears throat> and he slaps down his staff once more as another crystal appears. And the other crystal he is going to summon right over there. And as he does so, the other crystal begins to resonate with some sort of sonic energy. And then, ping, a large pulse of sonic energy is released. And Olam, you are standing next to it. So I would like you to go ahead and make a fortitude saving throw for me, please. Go, Olam. You can do it. Eighteen. 18, that is a save. So you quickly stuff your ears, although the sonic damage still takes a little bit of the wind out of you and you take two points of sonic damage. That's fine. However, then the crystal goes back to its normal state for now. Uh, However, not before... Have, don't forget we have two anti-locks still uh, to use at your leisure. Oh, that is true. If you're picking the fight, is going too well. Yeah, no, no. no this, is, this is not the thing to point out. <laughs> so with that, however, Jared does still take his own club that he has on his side and whacks against the large rat next to him. And that is, I kid you not, a natural 20. So uh, your rat might be summoned here um, shorter than you would think. Let's see here. So that is going to be... Uh, Alright. He takes... 21 points of bludgeoning damage as one hell of a hit comes down towards the rat. We didn't even That's... have time to name him! <laughs> That's almost three times its HP. It has uh, eight hit points. Eight, eight, hit, eight points. hit points. Well, he, he did have eight hit points. Now he, he has none. As in a splatter, the rat gets tumbled to the side, but before it can actually turn into a corpse, it evaporates in the same whiffs of energy as from whence it came. No, my body! <sighs> That's one. 
as he turns towards the rest of you. At which point, Tarush, got you you told your friends to keep away from the crystal. What is Olam doing? Never mind. What do you do? Yeah, that was kind of my thought as he put the crystal up there. I was like, that's crystal number two, guys, and I told us to deal with the crystals. Um, so, yeah. Um, I guess that shield is still lying there that Crowen uh, um, used. Yeah. So, Tarush just, it is uncomfortableness. There's this clinking of chains and arm uh, uh, and his armor as he's just struggling to like reach for it. And he grabs his staff and just, yeah, I mean, let's try this. So I, I get up a bit closer and I just smash him together All right, uh, to so try and make ahead. a nice little ring. Right, so um, you have a little bit of movement. Uh, how much is your movement speed? Um, that would be 20 feet. 20 feet, okay, so let me just count this out a little bit. There would be five, 15, 20, at which moment, one, two, three, four, yeah. Okay, so you're in luck. With your movement speed, you can get just enough in range to uh, catch both of those crystals in the sonic boom that you are trying to create. So let's see how that goes. Go ahead and make me a performance check. Nice. So, um, fortunately, um, Tarush was actually a little bit of a... He was in uh, he was in the parade band during uh, college years. Oh, really now? No, he's trained in performance, though. So here <laughs> we go. That is... Ooh, 22. 22. Yeah, that'll be enough. So you saw where Crowen hit the shield just right to get that high pitch, and you mimic the same motions, this time with your metal staff, which makes it even easier to ping, get the high pitch going, at which moment it reverberates, resonates with the two crystals, as one by one they splash into dormant nothingness. And after he does this, he drops the shield again, and Truce looks over to Jack. The idiot just bragged about killing the rat you summoned. That is a low bar for bragging. Yeah, it's an easy actually. Yeah, go and kill him. That was my turn. All right, so with that, we turn our attention to Crowen once again. Uh, with Crowen's booming voice, he exclaims, your underhanded schemes will feel the foot of justice! And uh, after that, he's gonna, he's gonna attack twice, but that's basically an attempt to intimidate him. All right, so you're going to try and demoralize him. So go ahead yeah. and roll an intimidation check for me. Uh, 11. Do I get a bonus being by being bigger? Uh, I'm afraid not. The, the spell does a lot of good things, but um, while it does make you bigger, and thus more intimidating. It also yeah. changes your voice, making you sound silly. So those yeah. two like cancel each other out. It seems fair, fair. So, so I while... think the eleven is not enough. Yeah. Nah, eleven is not going to be enough. This crazy jailer turned mad wizard doesn't seem to be impressed by your evil cacklings. So he oh, doesn't really seem to be impressed by my set. Oh. Uh, that is a twenty-two for seven damage. 
22 will be enough, fight. and with that, another 7 damage as you bring down your sap once again. This time, he tries to block it by crossing both his staff and his own sap. But still, uh, the blow hits him right in the shoulder, as you can see it dislocate a little bit. Although, uh, in his maddened form... Uh, no, that's just an, a 16. 16. 16 won't be enough, however. So this yeah. time, with his ruined arm, he just uh, still manages to parry your blow to the side. He begins to heave heavily. He is not looking all that well, but the madness in his eyes still seems that he is hell-bent on fighting to the death. As he just whispers, The crystals, they sing to me. As we turn our attention to Olam. I'm gonna harm the bitch. You're gonna okay. harm the bitch? In, in, I... in which manner would you like to harm this bitch? I'm, I'm going to use harm. Okay. So harm, <laughs> harm is a touch spell, I believe. So you'd have no, to be in the... No, I can use uh, Furble and Somatic to oh, make the range right. 30 feet. That is true. Okay, so you're going to use the uh, two action version. And with that, he just needs to make a save, I believe. Yes. Yeah. All right. Fortitude. And what kind of fortitude. Yes. All right. So with that, he rolls a a twenty, a twenty on his fortitude save. Oh, uh, well, uh, that's enough. Okay, but uh, I do believe that it still takes half damage yes. when he does that, so right? It is going to be. It's a five. Five. Okay, so five half to two because we always round off downwards. So still. You, what do you use for your spellcasting? Do you have like something of a focus or do you just use the awesomeness that is you? No, I'm using uh, my necklace. All right, so as you grasp your necklace for a moment, you summon the very cold and dark energy of space itself into your hand. And then you just blast it outward into the jailer. And as it washes over its body, you do see that he takes a small step backwards. But then... He just gets up again. And with the little bit of damage that you are dealing right now, you can see that as he stands there, a small shard of crystal just protrudes from his head. And you can see that his own eyes are glassed over a little bit. We have a beautiful ghost sound happening, though. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that one a lot. So... As this is happening, you see that from Edge's backpack, a small whiff of green energy appears once again. And as it floats outward towards you, Olam, passes you, it explodes into the face of the Jailer. And as you hear the most horrifying, high-pitched screech that would not only put shivers down your spine, but break any piece of glass or crystal that might be near, you can see that with that, the Jailer itself, himself, is stunned for a moment as the blast seems to knock the wind out of him as the small crystal that just protruded from his head also blasts into small shards. And the Jailer takes a couple of steps back. I will say that with this ghost sound, because it's so on point, uh, the Jailer will, use, uh, will lose one of his actions. He will be stunned one, so he will lose one of his actions as the uh, the viewers did something very, um, well, on point. Good job. With that being said, we are still in the initiative order, and uh, Olam, 
You have used two actions to cast harm. You still have one action left. Um, I want to give a little piece of bread that I hid in in my bra, uh, which I stole before. I want to give it to the spider. Sure. Make a nature check for me. As you try to handle this animal. I'm just like curious about the diet of giant spiders now. <laughs> to be to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure he would appreciate it, right? I I, I honestly don't know. I I'm we'll just... see. <laughs> it, it depends on your role. It's uh it's uh seventeen. Seventeen? Yes. That is indeed pretty good. The spider's still like looking at the jailer. Now perches his head towards you as a small piece of bread comes from well he, he's hanging from the ceiling so comes from up top of him and he goes like ooh, tick, tick, and two legs put it nibbles it a little bit and then looks towards you and then looks towards the jailer all right with that jack you have summoned a rat it has done his deed and then the rat got pummeled into oblivion what do you do now? Well, don't you see, DM? Things like these are scattered with rats. And I look at Jesse and I say, Jesse, it's big time moment. And I cast a free action called, uh, what, <laughs> let me have a quick look what it was called again. Uh, Drain Bonded Familiar. Uh, because my familiar is bonded to me, I can empty one spell into my familiar. It has to be a contration spell, so naturally it would be summon animal again. So <laughs> I summon another giant rat. Very <laughs> well. Back from the dead, like, no, 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 just one more time. So after your magical energy got depleted, you still had some stored energy in your familiar rat, so you use that energy. Blow up. And with that, you use your action once again to summon another rat. As and, <laughs> and you could at this rat that's being summoned he just he he uh he just forms there from all this energy and you could swear that he looks around like i've been here before <laughs> the rat the rat not only looks around but then he realizes who he's standing against and he snarls bitterly as he remembers being hit by the same fellow although hey, now no, jared the jailer does look a little bit more uh, zombie like well the rat does when he's angry he bites so i'm gonna do uh two uh, attacks again and somebody in chat pointed out that uh the jaw attacks are agile so it's only mm -hmm. a minus four on the second attack indeed very good very good oh the first one is not gonna hit that's uh only a what was plus that's only a 10 10, 10 will miss, I'm afraid. Ten will miss. As the rat tries to bite into the arm, but as you can see, the jaws strip away a little bit of the flesh. There is nothing but crystalline stonework underneath. Oh, uh, and then for another time. Oh, that might hit, actually. Uh, so it's minus four. That will be an 18. 18? 18 misses, I'm afraid, as ah, well. Sad. As the exterior of this jailer is now becoming a little bit more hardened. But the red is uh, still there. Yeah. All right, so. That's my turn. Very well. As your turn ends, Edge, this is not your day. Let's make it your day. What are you going to do? I know what I want to do. 
but I don't know if it's going to work. See what happens. I mean, that's basically my sex life, so, you know, just keep going. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, I would like to try and grapple his face. Okay. So with that, um, let's see here. I think that is a... Uh, was that an attack roll? Okay, let's see here. How does grappling work again? So many rules in this game. Mm, oh, I can't. Oh, no. I, I still know that from heart. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's athletics. So go ahead and make an athletics check for me. That's six total because three dice hate me. Oof. See how number four does. You have right, a hero so... point. You have a hero point. I have a hero point. I'm gonna roll it again with a different a... die. There we go. Oh, that's way better. That's a 19 total. Okay, so with that. Uh, due to a hero point bestowed upon you by the chat, a whiff of green energy enters your body and you immediately use it as you grab the head of this jailer, but you can feel that the crystalline hard structure of his skull is already pushing into your fingers and you're about to slip off as the green energy envelops your hand and you ugh, grab him. You have now in your possession the head of a jailer. Sort of. Right. He is grappled. I'm 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 going to scream at him as high pitched as I can. Fair enough. Hoping that Nox might join me because he's still kind of in my hair. You can use you can use an action to give Nox two actions. So if you would, would you have used one action to grapple him, mm -hmm. I will say you can use your last two actions to scream together. Yes, let's do that. Yeah? All right. So I just, I just do the monkey, whoa, 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 and I go higher and higher and higher. Nux comes out of your jacket for a moment, realizes, why is everything so small? Oh, we're excited, we're excited, we're excited. <laughs> so go ahead and um, let's see here. Yeah, this, this ain't really a performance. Just go ahead and make another constitution check for me. And I'm gonna- That's a natural one. That's an- Aw. And that's a five for Nox. So while you guys are in your larger stature, you try to make high-pitched voices, but it just comes out as ooh, ah, 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 Yeah, I was afraid of that. Good idea. Not the greatest of executions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep holding on to him. Oh yeah, yeah. You have him grappled, so he can't, he can't move away until he uses an action to actually escape from you. Good. All right. So, so ends the turn of Edge. And so starts the turn of our benevolent spider. Realizing that these strangers that entered into his quote-unquote lair are actually giving him food, he realizes that perhaps it is time to fight for his own survival. As the spider moves towards the other side of the room, daintily lets himself fall down with a string of spider silk, and as he gets closer to this Jailer that is now also grappled by Edge, hopefully it will get a little bit easier to put his fangs into him. So, he needs two actions to move all the way up over there, and then he's going to try and bite the Mofoker. Ooh! That's a natural 18 for a total of 27. And that is enough. So with that... He does deal another five points of piercing damage. As you can see that the spider jumps up on him and begins to just 
bury his teeth as deep as he can into the abdomen of this jailer. However, as he does, you can see that a couple of globules of poison are just sipping, uh, seeping sorry, around his body, not really having any effect in that manner. With that being said, we turn to Jared himself. Stunned by the sudden burst of sonic energy, being bitten, being scratched from the other side, he can only use two of his three actions right now. So with that, yeah, he is going to get his staff that is now hanging in his ruined arm up another time and slamming it down. The crystal up top begins to emanate with a haunting hymn as it bursts outward in a 15-foot cone. So I need Crowan and Edge to go ahead and make fortitude saves for me, I believe. There we go. Another natural one. Another Ow. natural one. This one's right. getting yeeted. Crowan? Uh, 21 because I was inspired as well. Uh, 31, nice. 21, 21. Oh, 21, all right. Well, that is very nice indeed because that does mean that you uh, make the save. Edge, you unfortunately have a critical failure. So uh, you take, uh, oh no, sorry. Excuse me. You take four points of sonic damage. Hey, on a critical fail, that ain't too bad. However, the sonic boom that hits your ears... For a moment, you can hear what that man was writing about, as all kinds of ghostly whispers... ...enter your hearing, and then... Silence. Complete, utter silence. You are deafened, for the time being. Crone, you only. Crone, you only take one point of sonic damage, and as you made your save, you are saved from all of these deafening sounds for the most part. So you can still hear, completely, fine. That is all he can do, however. So with that out of the way, we turn our attention to Tarush. Oh damn! Are we there already? Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point I could help. Um, <laughs> so Tarush is gonna first move one, two, he's gonna move over here, because then we have... That would be 30 feet in between us. I guess it will have to do. Um, and... Yeah, I don't really have anything at this range, I guess. Well, I guess I could try it. Um, I'm an electric arc, that dude. All right. I don't know if it works because the crystals are electricity, but, you know, might as well. So Tarush gathers some energy from his staff as it crackly, this crackling orb of electricity forms in his hand, and he just shoots it forward um, past his friends. And the jailer has to make a... Reflex safe. All right. Oof. That is a four on the die with his bonus for a total of 14. Nice. That would be an absolute fail. Not All a critical right. though. Roll damage. Uh, I think that's a D4. A massive D4. One. Uh, <laughs> P3. 
plus uh, four. So that would be five damage. All right. Delush, how do you want to do this? <laughs> I just came in and stole the kill. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, you're a motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the, the arc just hits the guy. Uh, and, and electricity courses through him as he just starts shaking and Trush holds it for a second, gathering his last bit of strength until the guy just, like, I don't know, I, I imagine he shatters into a few pieces as and in, the crystal crumbles. Or the cookie. Uh, crystal. <laughs> and indeed he does. As you emanate this electrical energy from your staff, it jolts outward barely passing between Crowen and Edge as they are trying to fight. Edge just has a little bit of energy left to pull the Jailer's head up for a moment as the jolt hits him square in the face. They quickly let loose of the head not to get electrocuted themselves as the arc of energy goes through it completely and with it, it leaves behind a shattered form as the electricity eventually subsides and then in a couple of strong crystalline pieces, this person crumbles to the ground. Defeated, dead, destroyed. As he does so, you see the crystalline staff that he had in his hands also fall to the ground, shattering. However, you do also see that as the head breaks off, that there is a beautiful necklace just hanging from it. A small little chain with a beautiful, nice, seemingly crystal-made dragon scale. Like a, a piece of crystal fashioned into the size of a dragon scale hanging from it. As all of you heave and hoe for a moment, it seems that as the adrenaline fades away, so does the magical enchantment on top of you all as you slowly turn back into your humanoid form. Nice. What does the spider do? The spider, after seemingly happy with what he did, takes a look at all of you, quickly skitters between the uh, bars of this one cell, and as you can see there is a nice little piece of webbing in the other corner as well, and there you can see him perched there already, pushing his abdomen against the wall, seemingly have found another piece of his hiding hole. I uh, want to give him another piece of bread and say <laughs> thank you friend. As Olam walks forward, the spider outstretches him, himself a little bit. Another piece of bread kept into his mandibles, and then he turns back. I would, I would just like to verbally thank everyone for sending their good vibes to me. <laughs> these fucking dice, man! I rolled double digits once tonight. What? You didn't need an anti lock, it was already there. <laughs> what the fuck? God damn it. You needed an anti lock. It was always inside of you. <laughs> it was inside By the way, those of me anti locks. 
By the way, those anti-locks won't go away. We have them stored up, and I will use them at some point. So this will just have to be a reason that you need to watch the second stream as well. The same goes for the hero points. They also just... The, yeah. Carry over. They carry over, yeah. So, uh, I, I've... First of all, I think we did a pretty good job, but... What's up with this guy, man? <laughs> with with the, the crystals coming out of his head, man. Wait, are we in character or out of character, Maxim? Okay. I think we're still in character. In character. In character. Okay, I'm sorry. I, sometimes I can't. <laughs> uh, Tarouche? Uh, I don't know, but it seems we should be careful examining that spell we found earlier. Jack, um, I've... I'm going, I'm going to try and glean some more information from the corpse. And uh, can I make a medicine check to see if I learn anything from how he became a crystal, basically? Rowan walks up and begins to examine the pieces of body. So go ahead and make a medicine check for me. Twelve. Twelve. You can see that whatever was eating him alive in this manner wasn't complete yet. Like, you see still that while his body was, like, slowly turning into that same crystal, it wasn't all over. It's not like he was a crystal golem completely. You still see that um, he still has all of his quote-unquote normal organs and stuff, but you do see that certain patches of his uh, skin and flesh had turned hard in some places, even translucent here and there. Not that um, it matters per se, but what color crystal? Like um, prism or...? Yeah, somewhat same coloration as the crystals that you found in the cave as well. This, um, like, uh, see-through indigo purplish color. Okay. I, I do not know a parasitic life form. Uh, some magic from a from a plane of crystal? I I would not know. Uh, something to investigate, though. Decibus, until we know more, do not use the sigil. I cannot stress this enough, my friend. It could eat you alive like this guy has been. I agree. To conclude this conversation, from the staircase you can hear metal boots, chainmail wrinkling, as four other silver sentinels come down, weapons drawn, two at the back with spears ready to strike, two up front with shields and swords at the ready, as they step forward. What the hell is going on here? Ah! Giant rat! Go strike it. And that's where we'll end today's session. No! My second rat! <laughs> my rat! My rat! My second rat! There you have it, people. Uh, may I start off first of all, congratulations, uh, both Ave and Vincent for their first stream. Yay! We did it. Welcome, we did welcome. It. <laughs> may I also um, thank friends, family, strangers uh, to tune into this uh, very first episode. Uh, a small taste of what is uh, to come at every Sunday. Thank you guys so much for supporting us in our new launch. Uh, at some point, we had 50 people watching us. Yeah, that was amazing, Which is a weird guys. feeling. 
Thank you so much, all of you, for uh, for tuning in and, uh, and showing your support. And for everyone who was active in chat, of course, um, we love to see all those uh, small little illusions and, uh, and nice things that actually aid uh, with all of the storytelling. Um, and of course, for the Wild Magic Surges, which completely threw anything <laughs> off base, which is glorious. Which is why it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was beautiful. I, I we, we talked about it in chat, um, but the concept is absurd as well. You're this guy, you throw these people in a jail cell in the cellar, and you come back five minutes later, and they're massive and just coming at you. And there's a giant fucking rat appearing out of nowhere, and... And there's it, a monkey screaming at you with a teeth. There's a, a monkey, what the fuck? a giant monkey now too. It's 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 all absurd. This guy must have, like he was already crazy, so he kind of accepted it, I guess. But still, Titanium Atlas, thank you so much wow, for the five gifted yeah. subs as well. Gifted uh, so many subs. Ah, uh, glorious! A beautiful sign to uh, to close out this stream. Thank you so so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Nice, Indeed. thanks, yeah. dude. So this is basically it for uh, the people that didn't get their anti-lux and other bonuses used. Um, we do have them in stock. I will use them to fuck over the players, don't you worry. But this first <laughs> session had a lot going on, so uh, I'm afraid that we will have to keep them in store for the next time. So, if you did like what you saw, do follow us on social media accounts such as Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we have a Discord, which we uh, hope will be uh, a lot more active now that we uh, started off our campaign once again. Of course, we have the different ways for you to interact during the stream, but next to that, we really like to turn this into a collaborative effort. So, for example, with a couple of our um, very dear viewers, we've also created NPCs that we have put into the world. So, we also have plans to create those with uh, our viewers eventually. So, if you would like to add those things to the story, also stick around and keep watching. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Yeah. So, for now, enjoy the last hour of your weekend. Have a very good night and... Hope to see you next Sunday. And this one's for Joyce. <laughs>